When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and cash a flash film academy podcast if you want to learn how to take pretty pictures this is not the place but if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host ty turner what's going on everybody i got a special announcement to make The direction of the podcast is getting ready to change, and in my opinion, change for the better. We will no longer have our accountability meetings replayable as a podcast. I feel like they were too long, and for those who didn't completely sit through them all week, every week, it was hard for you guys to pick and pull and learn things from you know, those three, four hour sessions. So those sessions will still be available through the Flash Film Academy app. You can listen to them through your headphones or the same way you listen to podcasts by pushing play and you can close the app and and the audio will still play in the background, just like your favorite podcasting software that you currently use. And our app is available in your app store. No matter if you're an iPhone or Android user, download the Flash Home Academy app, join Gold, and you'll get access to not only the current accountability meetings, but every live session. From this point on, I will be making sure that the podcast is a shorter five to eight minute lesson uh, where you'll learn something new every week. And the second version or the second part of that lesson will be available to our gold members on the app. I want to make sure you guys are learning something and you're not sitting through four hours of audio just to learn things. And don't get me wrong. I understand there were some gems. I understand there were some great things to be learned from the accountability meetings. But guess what? Our gold members want a place where they can open up and they can talk freely without worrying about that audio being available to the public. And that's understandable. We have better accountability meetings when people aren't afraid to talk numbers or talk about personal wins or losses they may have. So we're going to keep that space safe for them. Meanwhile, we're going to keep giving you what, you know, you follow Flash Home Academy for great information to grow your business. And when you're serious about taking things to the next level, please join us and become a gold member. All right, now let's go to today's lesson. What's going on? What's going on? What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling this week? Sorry about the four-minute delay, but let's get right into it. Give people some time to come in. I know a few more people coming in. We give people time to come in. While we're giving people time to come in, let's talk about the uh, 80-20 rule. Let's talk about the last video that dropped last week. And uh, to see what you guys think about that. Hope Hopefully it helped you... Uh, Kind of take a look at, you know, your clients, your gear, things that you have in your life and help you evaluate what's worth 
doubling down on and what's worth getting rid of. Because I think when you're in business, um, you have so many moving parts and pieces, you don't really take the time to look at, you know, what's giving you the results that's that's helping you go where you want to go and what's not, what's holding you back. Time is important. I don't want to dedicate time doing stuff that is not helping me, you know, get to where I want to get to. So, you know, I like to to cut out the stuff that ain't working or cut out the stuff that got me doing extra work. Let me hit my light right here. Hold up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now we in this thing. So I'm real big on that. 80-20 rule has been something that when implemented right, it'll help you, you know, slim down a little bit um, and help you be more productive. It's important that we don't waste time. Time is money. And, and you know, as you grow and as your business start to grow, there are things that you want. There are things that you don't want to waste time on. There's things like, you know, I'm going to give you an example, right? Um, a friend of mine said, man, you could just change your oil. And I used to change my oil. I used to change my oil all the time. It's something that I just enjoyed doing instead of paying somebody to go do it for 10 minutes. But now there's so much other, like my schedule is so packed that that 10 minutes that I'm changing oil, I could be doing something that's making 10 times worth what it cost me to, to change my oil. So, um, Real big on on looking at, you know, where I'm spending my time, where I'm spending my money and trying to get better at it. I'm always trying to improve, always trying to get better, uh, you know, always trying to, to be more efficient with the business and with life in general. So the 80-20 rule, if you haven't seen the video, uh, it's on it's on the platform under new and the first part is on YouTube. You can check it out. But there are some things that you could really it it just helps you try to identify um, things that are wasting your time in your life or gear that is wasted, gear you bought and you really don't use it, but once every five shoots, things like that. It, it helps you look at your portfolio, it helps you look at your website to determine what what's very important and what's not, what's helping me achieve my goal and what's not. Um, and if you look at the video, one of the examples I use um, was George Lucas and when he created the first Star Wars and how... You know, he noticed that a lot, you know, he noticed what was helping the, the, the film and what was hurting the film. And he removed 30 minutes of content, um, which is a lot in a movie. It's a lot of shooting to come up with 30 minutes of content. He removed 30 minutes from the original Star Wars to make sure it hit harder and hit for longer. So real important lesson in life um, when you're dealing with business and you're looking to grow your business. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, you can look at your friends. 80% of your friends are just associates and they should be just that. Um, there's 20% of your friends that, that, you know, you are happy to be around. They, they, they have great ideas. They support your ideas and your businesses. 80% may not. So you got to identify, you know, who I need to be around more often. Um, I, I got photographer friends and we always talk about, uh, we, we like to hang with each other. Certain ones like to hang with each other because we know we push the envelope being around each other with ideas and things we want to do. Uh, we talk about great business practices. We, we, it's iron sharpened iron. So you got to think about what, what are you doing that will allow you to do that? Of course, if you guys have gold members and you're here, this is a, a place where, you know, we may spend two hours a week, but in that two hours, um, you know, you may have enough conversation that will help you grow your business and push things forward compared to the conversations you have around you with people who don't know what they want to do or where they want to go and all that stuff. They just, you know, they just making it. 
they Facts. they happen to life and life don't happen to them. You know what I'm saying? So you know that's why that's why these meetings are important. And you know, it, it's what, I'm gonna tell you what's weird about it. And I and I used to be that guy, right? What's weird about it is you don't understand the value of it until you be, you you get you become a part of it, right? You think that oh they just getting together to talk junk, and then you get to one of these and you learn so much. You get to throw out ideas that you had and hear that four or five people already tried it and this was their outcome. And, you know, it's just iron sharpens iron. It's, it's one of the greatest um, tools to have a business is to to get with like minded people and have these conversations. Uh, a lot of that's why that's why big companies have boards. Right. A lot of their CEOs are usually friends. They're usually tied to each other in some sort of way. The CEO of this company is cool with the CEO of that company so that they can be around people that understand their life. And they can have meaningful conversations that help them grow because 95% of the conversations you have in life aren't meaningful. They don't help you grow. They're usually about, you know, things like sports. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big sports fan, but sometimes you need to be in a room with people who get what you mean when you say, you know, certain things about your business. They can relate to it. Um, I know I got a few people in, in, the, in the other chat that's looking for the registration link. If you're trying to get into Zoom, it is in the community. If you look under the announcement tab, it's going to always be there. It's always, whenever we change it, the Zoom information will always be in a, in a pinned tab that says uh, updated accountability. Uh, if you just got the, the pop-up message on your device, um, because you got the app installed, it should take you directly to it. So, you know. The 80-20 rule is real important. It's something to think about. It's something that may be small um, that will definitely help you make better decisions when you take a step back and just look at your life and you look at, you know, just just every every aspect of your life. How everybody feeling this week? We in there like swimwear. I can hear you. What'd you say? I said we in there. Like, like somewhere. Okay, okay. I'm liking the fade, bro. I'm liking the fade. You know, I had to, I had to do a little Tyrone, a little bit. Little little Tyrone, or Ty? little Tyrone. You know, looking nice, feel nice, shoot nice. That's right. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Facts. All facts. So I gotta win. Let's hit the wins. Let's go for it. Wins. If you got, if, you, if anybody else that got wins or lessons, go ahead and get your hands up. While, while well, Mark was talking. Always. But uh, I went to the BNI group okay. uh, this morning, 7 a.m. Mm. Bright and early. Was it, was it in person or was it Zoom? In person. Okay. I didn't get to talk until 8.30. Lord help me. But um, <laughs> 20 businesses got my, my card. Now they're looking at my stuff. Taking a look. Um, you know, adversity always comes when you're about to do big things. And then opportunities come knocking to get you to go away. So lesson of the day is, is I got three job opportunities, two either, uh, haters trying to hate. But this lets me know where I'm, I need to be. Right. Because if, if I'm shaking cages and people getting pissed, maybe, just maybe, I might be doing something right. Just, 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 just maybe. 
However, um, I'm, I'm in the process of, of joining it. Um, I'm the only videographer in my area. So it's, it's, I, th- I believe it's the right move because now I'll have 20 other businesses like, oh, I got a video production company. And, and it might be a small start, you know, where I'm at, but the training that they're going to provide besides Flashroom Academy is going to be stellar. Um, it's going to make me think in a different way than, you know, doing it like Flash Film Academy teaches of how to think, not what to think. Um, they're going to give me a different perspective of a general basis in that regard. So that's the cool part about it. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very eager to, to see how it goes uh, coming this next year. For for those who are new, uh, BNI Groups is a group where you meet with other business owners um, to share and talk about and discuss your services to network. It's a great networking event. Costs money, but they usually only let one business of your type in per per chapter. So it's a great way to get your foot in the door, work with others. Um, we've had quite a few people here um, work with BNI Groups in their area and get a ton of business working with BNI Groups and even get referred to others. So just something to think about, depending on what your niche is, what you do. Um, if you're if you're kind of walking in, like, what's a BNI group? Why should I care? That's that's why you should care. Um, it's a, it's a great way to meet other business owners uh, in your area. So you know, especially when you do when you when your company is built to handle B two B, definitely. And here's a quote of the lesson today: mm-hmm. You don't take the risk. Someone always will work harder than someone else who does. I, I tell you people, don't take the risk. You will always work for someone who does. Yep, that, that's that. There you go. Every every great thing that happened in my life came on the other side of fear. Everything moving out of Detroit was scared to death. Joining the army was scared to death. Leaving my job to pursue flash film media was scared to death. Slowing down with Flash Film Media to start Flash Film Academy was scared to death. Everything that's that's been a great decision has come on the other side of complete bone-trembling fear. Like, scared as hell. Like, my friends are trying to talk me out of it. You, why are you going to the Army? You could die. Why are you, why are you moving out of Detroit? We got everything here. Why are you leaving your job to go start a company? Why are you why are you taking less corporate clients that's paying you all this money to start flash to start a YouTube channel and Flash Room Academy? Why? Every time. If you don't have haters, if you don't have people questioning your moves, your moves aren't big enough. And if you're not scared, you're not making a move big enough. Any uh, any lessons, Marcus? I gotta get off the chair. I gotta let those things that scare me push me. A, That's the lesson of the day. A great philosopher by the name of Andre 3000 said, even Stevie Wonder came from behind that piano sometimes. Even Stevie Wonder got up out of that chair. And you know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I, I take it back to this. If, if, if anybody could do it, and I mean anybody could do it, then everyone would. Facts. That, that, but in life... The things worth having are extremely difficult to have. 
you you'd be surprised at how many people are like, man, you're giving away all these business secrets. Aren't you scared that blah, 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 blah? No. Cause everybody ain't gonna do it. You can give you can you can tell people exactly what to do. A lot of these, see, that's the thing. A lot of these courses and seminars that's telling you, I'm gonna show you how to flip houses, I'm gonna show you how to get rich quick. A lot of them are giving you really everything you need. It's just that one out of 2,000 people are going to actually do it. So they're not worried about competition. That, that, that other 1,999 people that didn't follow the instructions and wanted to create their own way and be artistic with the information, they wanted, they're going to say it didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, he ain't, we ain't really learned. That one guy that said, okay, you're saying take a step left. I took a step left. Take a step right. I He's following the instructions step by step, word for word. He's having success. The only people who are not having success are those who can't follow instructions. They try to add too much of their own flavor to it. Where the game is easy, it's, simple, it's way more simple than you think. And then they go off and mess up and then they blame the system instead of looking at themselves because they didn't have the discipline to follow the steps, to stick to the freaking play. Or you got I'm gonna give you the play. If you run the play, it's gonna work. It's it worked twenty other times. We got footage of the play. We got game tape. If you run the play, it will work. But guess what? You gotta. Everybody gotta run their route. Everybody gotta do their assignment. A lot of times, people don't run the play correctly. They blame the coach. Nah, you supposed to go five yards and head to the head to the sideline. You didn't. You went six yards. And you hit a slant. So the play was messed up. You may not understand why the play is like this. You may not understand what the coach see, how he's trying to use, you know, the tight end to pull the safety so you can be open and blah, blah, blah. You may not understand it. But that doesn't mean it don't work. You have to run the play. Word for word, line for line, step by step. Like, discipline is not in deciding you want to Discipline is not in swiping your car, buying a course for me or anybody. Discipline is in following that course. That's the hard part. The easy part is swiping the car, giving up your money. That's easy. That's money you didn't already earn. It's in your bank account. I don't care what you paid for the course. The hard part is allowing that course to work for you. And that's where a lot of people mess up. They have, we, we are in the age of information. Everybody has access to everything you need to honestly go from being broke to rich. Everything you need. Your, your, just your, your granddad just 50 years ago couldn't figure out. He didn't have the information to open up the back of his washing machine. You got a million videos on YouTube that's telling you how to replace parts and do everything. Like everything you need is at your fingertips. Your granddad will have to find an owner's manual, pay for it, shipping and handling, wait for it to get there, go through the pages, go through the book, read it and try to implement it with no pictures. You have video and people still can't follow directions and succeed. The issue is not the information. The issue is your ability to be disciplined enough to follow the information. We, we're moving from a world where it was important for you to remember and know all of this information. All right, we're moving from a world, and this is something that even as a kid I started to understand because I was a, I was a, I wasn't a, I wasn't the best student, but I understand, I, I understood that times were getting to the point where it wasn't about your ability to retain information; it was about your ability to research information. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't tell you what the square root of 12 is, but with the right tools, I can. I know how to work my tools so that I can get you that answer. And that's just, I was, I was a young kid. I was dyslexic. I, I was terrible at things. Spelling, grammar, still struggle with it sometimes. And that's how I got into computers because I, I learned to work my computer. And that put me ahead of my friends because I was designing websites at 12. I was writing HTML code and CSS and A-plus certified at 16. Cameras were my thing. But my weakness became my strength in a world that where you have to wait, you know, everything weighs or everything depends heavily on technology where they pushed away from it and thought it was a fad. I ain't touching no computer. I don't want no computer. I embraced it. That's the difference between where I am and where my friends are. Now that they 40 and they want to start a business and they like, oh, I got to do an Instagram. I got to do a website. I've been I've been doing websites since 99. My first website, Real Talk, was called The Players Den. Don't judge me. I had it on a business card. I give it to the girls. It'd be some long http dot forward slash bizland dot com forward slash three two nine eight oh forward slash the players den dot html. No lie, it was on a business card. And I would have I was back in the day, I was doing my thing. But you know, you you have to embrace. You can't be afraid of what's next. With with uh with with um AI coming, it's not going to be about your ability to create. It's going to be about your ability to understand how to explain to AI properly what you want, so that AI can create it. It's going to go from drawing to writing prompts, just like coding. It's just your ability to explain or express to your tool what the tool needs to be creating. Because technology only dumbs stuff down and make things easier. So just something to think about that, that you know, that something that'll just get your, get your gears rolling a little bit uh, as we move forward. And we got all these AI tools coming out that's helping you write blogs, helping you um, edit video. There's a great tool that I use called, and I was telling Rodney about it, um, called Gling, right? G-L-I-N-G. I'll post a link because I, I got to see if it's like a referral code or something. But it takes your talking head video and it automatically chops it up. It'll automatically take out the bad takes and everything. So what used to take a day, because I'm going in chopping it up, you know, cutting out spaces and all of that, even though I'm reading like from a teleprompter or whatever, now takes me 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I literally drop it in there, slice everything up, take out the bad takes and play it. Now, it'll, it'll get tripped up a little bit because I'm usually using some type of slang or something. And, they don't, you know, it's like, whoa, I don't know if this is a mistake. You said, bro, instead of brother, I don't know if that's a mistake or not, but it's very good at what it does. Very good. So just something to think about. Um, Nathan, bro, you up next, bro. Nathan over there in the storage unit. Hiding bodies. I mean, uh, getting ready. <laughs> I'm ready to hide some bodies. Yo, I got a friend um, that just bought a big storage unit to use for his YouTube studio. That's something I never thought about. If you don't got space at home, go get you a big 10 by 12, put you a backdrop, run your power. Now you can do your talking heads or whatever from there. He used it as a as an office and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. This has become like one big disorganized mess that I need to... It's... uh. It's pretty bad. It's like, oh, we all gear. I understand. We all, all over the place. Yeah, but if you can um, see the rest of this room, it's like that. 
<laughs> you have your one good corner. Yep. Um, yeah, it's been a, a good week. We got moved into our new office space, um, which was huge. It's like went from like a 11 by 12 space to 17 by 34, something like that. Wow. Um, so a lot more room. It has like a white psych on one half and then like offices, office area on the other half. So we can, we don't really do a lot on, on a, like a studio backdrop, but just to have it available has been, we haven't utilized it yet, but I know will be, it will be helpful to have even just to rent out or um, get some other creatives in there and doing some work. Yeah. Um, that was that was the main thing. The one thing I was going to say is more of a like it, it's a good thing, but it's also like a lesson thing is uh, finally got this payment that was like overdue. This this client was or this agency rather was basically like ghosting me and I hadn't heard anything. And uh, it was because it was a connection with a buddy of mine. And uh, but I mean, it was like. I don't know. I I shelled out like seven thousand up front on some of the expenses and paying staff, things like that. It was a big thing. Yeah, paid for flights and crew and all that stuff. And um, you know, up until then, I'd done numerous jobs with them. They were always good for it. And then out of the blue, it's like they said, "Oh yeah, we'll take care of it before you know before Thanksgiving or something like that." Thanksgiving passed. The week after passed, I'm like. I reached out to them, like no text back. I was kind of getting nervous, like what's going on. And then I think they were waiting on a client to pay them. And so they were like, just pretending they didn't get my message. <laughs> wow. Um, let me but, tell you, uh, let me tell you this real quick. It was crazy. So this week coming up, I'm dropping, um, a video that's that, that has a story that's similar to that. So if you're a gold member and you and you hear this and then you watch the video, I'm not talking about him in the video, but it's ironic that you because I'm talking <laughs> about a friend of mine who went through a similar situation, but it was it was with a nonprofit. Okay, yeah, yeah. no, these guys are definitely for profit. Okay, um, but unfortunately, yeah, it was like, I mean, like I could I could float everything, but it was like, all right, well, this is gonna be a a lean Christmas then, you know, and. Um, so they did reach out to me today. They submitted payment today, so we're all good now. But, um, yeah, doesn't matter who it is. Get get those payment terms unlocked because, yeah, that doesn't guarantee payment automatically. But it definitely like we didn't have a an agreement to fall back on. So it's very easy in those times for them to be like, oh yeah, as soon as we can, we'll get it to you. And it's like not not the terms that we agreed on. So, right. um, so it was a, a win in the sense that that was resolved, but more of a lesson in that, like get a contract always, <laughs> even for $5 yeah. and, and make sure your contract discuss what's the, what's the penalty for not paying on time. What's the, yeah. like I, I, I incentivize clients with a discount for paying early. If it's a big chunk, like if it's a lot, if it's a $50,000 I may I may take fifty nine thousand if you paid it immediately, but guess what? I'm adding five percent on for every thirty days. It's late. That's what my contract stipulates. 
Uh, Rodney, see, so just posted some stuff about a guy who didn't get payment. In all of my years, this is the first I've never needed to create a contract strictly for DP work in my life. The company has ghosted me. Um, not only, but the director and the editor as well, who are both contracted employees, I've notified them they'll be receiving a hundred dollar week late fee for their invoice being delinquent if not paid before a certain date. They have now viewed it 25 times. Wow. That's why I like Proposal 5 because you can see when they view it. Does anyone have any recommendations for debt collection or any experience with situations like this? I've text, email um, with the agreed upon amounts, but not a written contract as it was just DP work. Shooting and providing footage only. Thanks for your recommendations. They owe him $2,000. The invoice date was in July and it was due in September and he still haven't got paid. This is why contracts are so important, people. Because if you had a contract, so let me tell you what's the next step after your contract, right? You got a contract, they don't pay it, you walk, you go. In most places, it don't cost much to file a small claim. It may be $75 for a small claim, right? Um, if you got a contract, it's, it's open and closed. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. They're going to look at the contract, they're going to award you with the money, and if it's a company, we can go after funds. We can, we can literally... Have it bring in a different lawyer to to literally have the funds pulled from their account. If it's a person, we can go after assets. So and and think any any dollar you spend to go after this money is money they owe. So if they owe you two grand and you got to go after assets and the lawyers and stuff charging you two grand to do it, now they owe you four grand. Plus any expenses you can add on, you can literally add on your gas to the to the courthouse. That lawyer, I mean, that judge would be like, okay, my client got to go. I mean, you, you got to go through all of this to get your money. They got to pay for it. So it's just like an ugly divorce where, you know, when you lose, you got to pay for the other person's attorney and everything. So it sucks. Now me, you owe me some money. We're going to have some, we're going to send Tyrone over there to talk to you. Cause Tyrone don't do a whole lot of talking with a contract. Tyrone going to, uh. You know what I'm saying? Tyrone is a has been trained by the United States Army to handle situations like this. So, you know, Tyrone to do what he do. If y'all see me show up one one uh one meeting and I got a whole different look, that's why. Cause Tyrone had to go. I may have to come back with the bald head and I may have to dye my beard all the way gray and just be like, hey, it wasn't, you know, the guy who did that damage had braids. We don't know that guy. So Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, fam. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the, I'm from not the streets. I'm from the Screets. S K, S K R E E T. The Screets, where they eat scrimp. That's where I'm from. So, um, because I've had a great contract, honestly, and let me just be real with you. When you when you submit your contract to a client up front, it, you usually deter these problems from happen, happening. Um, and people kind of like they know that you for real, for real. You scare people off, right? Just like there's companies that got cameras that don't even work just to prevent you from stealing because you thinking, you know, it's a camera on you. A lot of times it'd be a lot of prop cameras out here. Um, so you just, you got to submit the paperwork. I don't care if it's your mama. If you can't fight them, you better have a contract. So, I mean, and if you ain't got hands, hold up, let me go back. Cause some of y'all can fight them, but y'all ain't got hands. If you ain't got hands, you better have a contract. I don't want to see no open hand slaps. You can't slap box with clients. So just want to put that out there. Uh, yeah. Nathan, uh, any, any, uh, I guess that is a lesson. I guess that's a, that's a win and a lesson. 
wrapped in one. So I, I guess that's a that's a double headed uh double headed uh yeah I was gonna say I mean aside from that oh I'll I'll think of something I probably had something come up this week that I learned from okay definitely keep us posted Marcus Marcus K you up bro hey what's up man so I think I got I got I think I got a win but I it, it kind of rolls into a question too okay. so. All right, so I've been in the process of building my team, and so far I got a gaffer, I have a lighting guy, I have a audio person, and then I recently found somebody that does photography. Mm-hmm. The problem is the guy that does photography, he's he's super nice. He has his own thing going, but he doesn't have it like he doesn't have the paperwork and stuff. So it's kind of just like some really dope pictures online and stuff like that. So I reached out to him. We met. He said he's interested in working with me and all of this. But I'm trying to figure out, like, how should I brand his since I need his services with the product that I'm offering? How do I put it together? Like, do I, since he doesn't have paperwork, should I, like, try to talk him into joining me as my brand or whatever? Or should I do it strictly as, you get what I'm saying? That's a great question. I can answer that question for you easily. Easily. Everybody that you hire to work under you are hired. They are work for hire. They need to sign a contract too. Second shooter agreement is a work for hire agreement. Let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. There's a few reasons why. Um, because you're going to, one, you're going to, don't, don't do partnerships. Don't say we're partners. We're going to split it. No, you work for me. This is what I'm paying you. You're going to wear my, my uniform. You're not going to come in and represent your brand. You're going mm-hmm. to represent my brand. I don't want to be, you know, because you, they're working for you. It's, they're working to make your brand look bigger. That's what I'm paying you for. They didn't find the company. They didn't go out and get the client. They didn't find the client. They are working. They are representing you. Period. So let me ask you this then. If, if let's say we do some dope, some dope work together, should I put that work on my port, on the portfolio of the website? You know what I mean? Because my specialty is of course, directing and Pause. filmmaking. Hold but, up, hold up. That's yeah. not, you talking about your specialty compared to what your brand offers. Right, right, your right. Your brand, right. You, you know, if you look at Nike catalog of shoes, they're not designed by one person. There's not, even right. if you go with Gucci, Gucci don't have one designer. Gucci has a plethora of designers that design under the Gucci brand. Gotcha. As gotcha. a content yeah. creator, you have a plethora of employees that work for your brand. That's why you got to get, that's why it's important that they sign the work for hire. Look at that triple. He got a triple bologna sandwich and a kiss. Oh, triple. He did something nasty last night. We ain't going to talk about it though. Um, you got some. you got some on your mouth right here, Marcus. Want to get that. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to make sure that they sign a, a work for hire, which means whatever they capture, while working for your brand is your property. The copyright belongs to you. That way they can't sneak around and sell stuff or sneak around and cut off your, go to your company and say, hey, you ain't have to pay for all this. You could have just called me. I would have gave you these pictures. It don't work like that. Gotcha. So, okay. so to protect, okay. and they don't need a business for that. All you need is a social security number so that I can add you on as a contractor. And I'm going to tell you why social security number is important. Let's say... I do a shoot and we go, for a number of purposes. I make $10,000, right? And I pay somebody, hypothetically, $1,000 as my photographer, right? 
at the end of the year, I don't want to, I'm not paying taxes on $10,000. I'm paying taxes on nine. He going to pay taxes on his thousand dollars. I'm because that takes away my money. If Mm -hmm. I got to pay 21% of 10,000 and I gave away a thousand, I'm overtaxed. So let me pay, let me pay my taxes on the profit. And what I'm writing off is my labor cost. That thousand dollars that I paid him is my labor cost. He got to worry about. It. That's when you ask companies ask you for a W nine because they don't mind spending twenty thousand with you, but but they're not gonna pay taxes on that. You are gonna pay taxes on that. Mm-hmm. That way they can look at their profits when they done and say, yeah, we brought in a billion dollars. We brought in for number purposes a hundred thousand, but we spent forty thousand in labor and all this crap to make that hundred thousand. So we not we only gonna pay taxes on sixty thousand. That's why you got to have people in as contractors to say, because I'm going to give you another example, another pandemic roll around, right? On your taxes last year, last year, it showed, hey, you spent 40000 in labor. Well, guess what, PPP loan? Those are the things that PPP loans were designed to cover. Hmm. What I'm spending on contractors and what I'm spending on um, labor, my labor costs. So... You, you know, if anybody who's done one legally, I didn't I didn't do one because I didn't need it. But legally, I could have I could have said, hey, the year before. You know, we did we did four hundred thousand and I spent sixty five thousand in labor. A PPP loan would have gave me another sixty five thousand again. OK, so and you, you always want to. You, you always want to make sure that you separate your labor costs for a lot of reasons. Taxes is one of the big reasons. But for a lot of reasons, you want to separate that labor cost. You don't want to eat that labor. You don't want to combine forces. You don't want his LLC. Your, I don't. I mean, I can hire your LLC as a contractor. That's cool. That's on you. But all I need is a social security number. And then I'm going to pay you through, like we do direct deposit here at Flash Phone Media. We do direct deposit. I like to use SquarePay because it, it it allows me to send them a link. They'll fill out their information, name, address, whatever. And at the end of the year, when I keep paying them people through it, at the end of the year, it'll generate what I need for my taxes to prove that I spent $100,000 in labor this year. So mm-hmm. when I go do my taxes and my taxes saying, hey, Ty, you made $416,000 this year. But a hundred, a hundred thousand of it is labor, so we only gonna tax you for three hundred and sixteen thousand minus your expenses. You bought a truck this year, blah blah blah. So, and that's good because you get most of your money. Now, you don't want to get twenty one or thirty percent, depending on where you are, taken out of four hundred thousand when you didn't take home four hundred thousand. I only took home after expenses two hundred thousand. That's a big difference. That's when people say you can write off. You can buy a truck and write it off. Well, if you're not making enough money to cover it, it doesn't make sense to do it. You know what I'm saying? You can if you if you got if whatever amount of money you make, let's say you make a million dollars and your and your tax bill is two hundred thousand. Now you go buy a Cadillac truck that's worth a hundred thousand and write it off because that's that's a hundred thousand less you paying taxes on. You can't not be profitable and then go write off a truck. What is what is it coming out of? And a lot of people think that you can just have a just get an LLC. You listen to some people on the internet. You get an LLC and you go get a Cadillac truck and you write it off. You can't do that because you don't make enough money to cover a hundred thousand in taxes. 
they're not going to give you the money back. They're not going to write you a check back because you bought a truck. So, so making sure that you have, you have it set up where they are, they know their contractors. This ain't a partnership. We're hiring you under our brand name, wearing our shirts. You're going to fill out the information so that we can get you paid through direct deposit or a check. You want to have both to cover yourself. And they, and they sign a work for hire, non-compete second shooter agreement. So if I catch you trying to steal clients, your ass is mine. If I catch you, you know what I'm saying, going around me, your ass is mine. You know what I'm saying? Because you'll get people that I work for him and I just build up my, my business. You can't put these images on your portfolio because you were hired to create them for me in my portfolio. You don't own the images. I own gotcha. the images. And, that, and, you, and copyright laws state that whoever snapped the photo owns the images unless you're working for somebody during that time. I'm going to tell you a, a sneaky, crazy, the kind of like copyright law back in the day. When you used to work for, back in the day, I worked for Radio Shack. We all remember Radio Shack. Radio Shack had a clause where if you invented anything while being an employee, because Radio Shack attracted the nerds, the geeks, the guys who wanted to be around resistors, and they, they, they attracted guys who, who did that. If you invented anything, they own half of it. If you invented anything while being an employee, you went to get a patent for it, a copyright client, whatever, they own half of it. Because patents are worth money. You may do a licensing deal that's worth a million dollars a year. Guess what? Radio Shack getting 500000 of it. They were. I mean, it sucks. But somebody told them, hey, you guys hire a lot of forward thinkers that's sitting around in your Radio Shack all year, all day, with parts that they're getting off the shelf, they're building stuff that's going off to make millions. You you should get a part of that. And that's what they started to do. So it's just something to think about, but you want to make sure you protect yourself with a work for hire. You want to make sure that, because you don't want to hire somebody to shoot something for you and it's on a website. They they not, I don't do no, no I don't do no type of uh, partnerships because they're not, they don't go, Screw shooting it, shooting it, shooting it is the easiest part. Going to get the client, convincing the client that you're the one for them, going through all the paperwork, getting the payment. That's the hard part. I can hire shooters. I can hire shooters for an event tonight. I can get three shooters on the phone that I never shot with before. I can get three photographers to this house tonight. I know where to go to find them. It's easy. But I can't get three people that can close a deal that can go out and find me business and close a deal representing my brand the way I can. So make sure that those things are completely separate. Cover your butt because it'd be your best friend stealing your clients. As soon as your client come up and be asking them questions about what we going to do, they get in their car, putting it in their back pocket. I'll talk to you later. I've, I've literally had somebody try to do me like that in the beginning, stealing my clients because they couldn't get, they don't understand how I got Walmart jobs. They don't understand how we shooting for Eckridge Farm. They don't understand how we shooting for Ford Motor Company. They, they couldn't get it. So they would try to steal my clients. Yeah. I, I didn't have a contract then. But the only thing I had back then was hands. So that was my contract. Yeah, show them, show them Marcus. That's where the throat punch come from. Um, so, yeah, so you want to make sure that, yeah, just, you, you know, the most important thing is that you CYA uh, in those situations. Uh, Alex say white label it, but you could white. So let me explain the difference between white labeling it and contracting it, right? 
White labeling is when you sell a service. So there are companies, let me, let me explain this. There are companies that, that do what's called a white label service. For those who don't know, I'm just going to explain it. So what those companies do is act on your behalf to provide their service. So that's like me saying I can white label explainer videos with, with, with motion graphics. The company who understands that they're white labeling, they're going to come in and say, hey, we are going to act like you and we're going to handle this client. You take the payment and you pay us our amount. You can charge what you want. Just pay us our amount. And a lot of companies do that with a lot of stuff. A lot of companies white label. There's a whole convention in Las Vegas with companies that will um, that will white label um, stuff for you. Roderick, the, the Zoom link is in is in the uh, community under your announcements tab. Current current uh, accountability meeting post. Um, so there are companies that will white label, like like a lot of um, a lot of internet fitness gurus are getting like um, protein shakes and stuff white label. So it's whatever company that already make it, but they gonna get like a lot of people say I just signed a brand deal where my face is on. That's not really true. They're just white labeling it. I can go get a I can go get a protein shake. My chubby butt will have you drinking chubby protein. You want to gain some weight? You tired of being skinny? Here's the <laughs> here's the the flash film chubby protein shake. I don't gotta know nothing about none of that stuff. I ain't gotta box it. I ain't gotta do nothing. I just gotta get them graphics. They're gonna print it on a label and I got it. But there are companies that all they do is white label. Like there's a lot of SEO companies that that your company can offer SEO and they can just white label it. So um, you know, it's yeah. It, yeah. Now that's valuable, bro. I appreciate that. No, no problem. And there's the white the white label convention is in Vegas every year. If any of you guys want to resell anything, it, you can white label anything. Shirts, hats, TVs, any product you can think of. You can, if you want to come out with your own line of refrigerators, you can white label it. And I'm gonna tell y'all another secret. This is way on the side, but I when I, I got some custom rims, custom rims made for one of my cars, the custom. Because I found out that a lot of these rim companies that selling the rims that I originally wanted was four thousand a wheel. They were white labeling it from China. You know how much China was charging them? Five hundred dollars a wheel. They were selling them to us for four thousand dollars a wheel. So I went directly to the source, got the wheel I wanted made in the finish I wanted, with my logo on it, and I got five of them for twenty five hundred dollars. For less than what I would have spent for one. I got five. Yeah, I just got an extra one. Just in case I dent one. I, you know what I'm saying? I can. I got it. But but you can white label. You can come out with anything you want. Now, some companies, whenever you do white label, may require you to buy a certain amount. Hey, you got to buy 10 of these. We ain't going to print them up unless you get 10, 20, whatever. But you can white label anything. It's li You can white label any any anything. Anything you can get camera lenses with your logo on it. You're gonna have to buy a thousand of them, but if you got the platform to sell it, you can do it. So, I mean, that's just something to think about. A lot of people white label different services, right? You can. There are photographers who only white label. I don't. You get the. You bring me the client. I work for you under your brand and make sure everything's good. So, white labeling is a is an area of business that is very lucrative. Um, Especially if you have an audience, you don't have to wait for somebody to give you a deal. I mean, because all they're doing is think about it. So, 
look at Jordans, for instance, right? Jordan, Nike is the white label for Michael Jordan, so to speak, a little bit. They're using Jordan's likeness and name to sell more of their products, their product, as if it's him. Jordan don't know nothing about making a shoe. He don't know nothing about the materials, nothing. He, they like, do you like it? Yeah. Okay, cool. We go in the market with. He don't know nothing about what makes a shoe better. Nike do. That's their expertise. And and he sure wanted to throw off them uh, those first Jordans. They tore his feet up. Yeah, his feet but was they bleeding like crazy. His feet was. If you ever watched the show, what was the show? His feet was bleeding in them shoes. Mm-hmm. Bleeding. But they saw a lot of them. <laughs> white. That's all they do. They white label it. Um, Nathan said we got a number of freelancers that don't want to manage the client. Absolutely. They say we uh we just hired them out for gigs, um to produce a product. Have people to go and shoot, edit a whole nine yards. Yeah, I got a group of contractors for different things. I can get 60 people on set if I need to. I got a group of people that specialize in certain things. I got a group of photographers that's just better at certain things than other, others that I'll use for certain projects. But guess what? Flash film media look good either way. You know what I'm saying? Flash film media, look, these look like they're strengths of flash film media. And that's how that's how it's supposed to work. The only thing is, the only downside is this. As you grow, you, you want to invest your money back in your people so you can keep people because you'll lose talent. Somebody, I had a good editor, good editor, female editor. She was dope. Somebody snatched her up and gave her full-time work. I was, I was, I had her on, on the payroll for about 30 hours a week. Somebody offered her 40. I couldn't at the time. She can't say no to that. It's consistent work. It's, it's more hours. At her rate, it's just more hours. And they only wanted her to focus on her their work. So I lost her. Sucks, but I, I wasn't in a position to give her 40 hours worth of work at the time. So, you know what I'm saying? That's the only thing. You can get good talent and, and lose it. Um, Nathan say we pay invoices the same week. Even getting paid immediately speaks volumes. Absolutely. I pay my people. I don't play about people money. I don't play about people money. There's been times where I haven't get paid for 90 days. And people got paid the next week. You have to have liquid to to do that. Like you have to have liquid to, if, if you got a staff and you get in the big where you're doing the stuff I did for the colleges, $65,000, $68,000 shoot. Guess what the, the labor cost was? Nine, eight thousand. I got to eat that for now. I got to pay people. I can't say, hey, y'all, I'm going to pay y'all as soon as I get paid. They ain't going to work with me. I got to pay them at the end of the week. That may be something that you may have to eat. May not be that. That's what I'm saying. Everybody want big jobs, but they don't understand what may come with them big jobs. You may have to pay your staff eight thousand dollars out of your pocket. You may have to go buy equipment out of your pocket. You may have to pay for travel out of your pocket. You may be struggling into that sixty thousand, fifty thousand, hundred thousand hit your account. So that's what come with big jobs. If you want, if you want, you know, good staff to do it. Marcus, I know you had your hand up. Go for it, bro. Someone said that was great content. And I'm like, they must have not been through the modules yet. Module one. Go been, in the, been in the accountabilities much long because, man. We talk about it. We definitely talk about it. I mean, oh, it, also, we got to say hi to the Reverend. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Reverend, how we doing? Thanks for, thanks for blessing us with your presence this evening. In the in the actual Zoom chat and not the uh the other chat is cool too. The other chat go to the app. So I get it. 
But yeah, I mean, just as you grow in business, it's funny. Let me say this real quick, and then we're going to, um, I think we'll get to Victor because I know he's choking on that uh, bologna sandwich. Um, I, I said, I, had a, I came out with a video talking about um, if you want to charge more, have a team, right? And people are like, I, I get all this money by myself. They, I, that's why I say when 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 the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It's it's pure ignorance. Name me a million dollar company that got one person. You, you can't. You can't. If you think about hundreds, if you think about a couple of thousands, maybe. Nothing beats a team. Period. Especially in this industry, nothing beats a team. You want bigger shoots? Get a bigger team. I mean, and show it on your website. Show it in your proposal. Show that you have a team working because the average person thinking you're about to show up with a camera and just film like they don't even people don't even think about lights. They just think about a camera. Why am I going to pay you $10,000 to point a camera at me and hit record? That's how they think. Go ahead, Victor. It's on you, bro. Uh, um, even though this uh, even though this this uh, learning experience and everything wasn't a uh, it was a, a B2C client rather than B2B. Um, and I just ended up utilizing the really our our proposal setup. So 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 instead of having a single man crew, I added a two man crew. Uh, I could cover the event. It was a quinceanera that I saw that I shot on. It was Black Friday, mm -hmm. so shot it then. But um, the the last two events I covered for this family. Man, uh, I was just burnt out by the end. So instead of me just trying to do it all on my own, I hired my hired my my colleague in, just brought him in. Uh, initially, just had him to do uh, to do second shooting uh, photo. But I'm like, man, just come in with your with your phone, just do this, and we can get some video. So so instead, I brought him in, and uh, he helped me set up everything for the the formal portraits. And and then uh, we tagged him. We just had photo and video going through. She doesn't even know that we're going to be presenting video. I didn't even tell her, but I wanted to do it more more as a surprise because I already had the photo covered. So they're going to get a get like a two three minute uh, video, uh, and then then like the the formal uh, toast stuff like oh you know, all the family speaking. They're going to get that video. And that's just something that we wanted to, that I wanted to add on top of it, just because they've been with me for you know ten years now. So I'm like, this is something that we, that we're going to do, and it also got me thinking into offering packages for these types of events, whether it's photo, video only, or photo and video, and then the the full package, which could, which can include like uh, portrait session and invitations. Um, photo, video, and 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 you know an actual print or something. Yeah, so it's it's essentially an all-in package, kind of like how wedding videographers and, and, and stuff do it, something like that. But uh, it was really using that using that that uh that uh, proposal set up that that um oh gosh uh yeah just just having to set up to where uh you know I was able to build that and then got enough up front to pay him, which is you know, uh, like thirteen hundred. Well, it was I think in total it was like fourteen hundred, uh, maybe even more than that. I can't remember because uh, that print alone was like four hundred bucks. So, just adding that on top of it, 
uh, and she, uh, I paid him even before I got paid. And then the, um, uh, something happened with the payment, the, the initial uh, balance payment, that got messed up. So it took a minute and even had to pick up a check from them. But everything is cleared now and now it's in the bank, which is positive. But now that, that structure-based pricing helped out and we're gonna be able to provide a, a great product on that and keep moving forward now. It's positive. I, I, t- I tell people, don't forget, you don't have to be, they ain't got to be a shooter. I like assistants. I like people oh, who, yeah. who setting up oh, yeah. sliders and who getting, I like, man, I take an assistant over, in most cases, over a second shooter. You know what I'm saying? I only bring in a second shooter when when I sell a package that includes that. But I'm, an assistant, just to, just to keep me on task is worth yeah. bringing people, you know what I'm saying? Worth bringing people in, like. Uh, you know, and, and for him, uh, for me to bring him in, uh, you know, we, we we tag team, we we work with each other in uh, pretty much every scenario that we can. So anytime that, that we have an opportunity, hey, uh, somebody's in there as an assistant, just holding a reflector or setting up lights, doing this, doing that, and we know how to work with each other. It's it's positive. So she, we we travel uh, everywhere in, in, in time. You actually met uh, Andrea, so, yeah. so he's uh, yeah yeah. See, he's he's the one I'm talking about, and and ended up. It just it just works because he actually works at the at uh, at the one of the, the local TV stations. So the, it's the Fox Network here, and uh, you know he has he has all the all the capabilities to do just video and, and photo. So I'm like, hey, he's highly qualified. Yeah. I bring him it, in. It's good that to, I don't have to, it's good to have somebody like that that can pick up, you know, in the army we say somebody that can pick up a gun and keep shooting with you. Like, yeah, I, you know, right. what I'm saying it's good to have that. Yeah, so so anybody else that I bring on, I will probably have to to show them other things, you know, train them on how we need to do things. But uh, as of right now, you know, he's he's a go to, and and most of the time we can we can knock out all types of different assignments. So it's like, okay, hey, you you over there, I'm over here. We're just running between, and then just in passing, hey, we got this. We're just keeping everything everything rolling, and it, it it's a it's an extreme positive to have that have somebody in your corner like that. Um, and I'm, I'm always keeping my eye out for other people who are, who might be interested. And I, shoot, I've, I recently thought about somebody else that I might speak to about doing that, especially since her, her brothers are already in the industry. She may know some of the lingo and be interested in doing it. As well, yeah, so. even, even if you got people that's just interested, that just want to be, they make the, they make great assistance at first. I, I bring people straight up for just for security purposes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If if I bring my my big guns out, I got I got a case that's worth fifty. I got I got two fifteen twenty thousand dollar cases, two of mm-hmm. them each, twenty racks each. I I need somebody to to watch my back. Somebody you 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 know what I'm saying? You know you know when you see expensive gear. People know your mm-hmm. stuff expensive. It, there was a, I was reading about a ring of a theft ring of people who were stealing uh, L glass. They look for the red ring, and while you got your bag hanging, you got your camera hanging. They know to hit that button, twist it, and be off. Handing it to somebody else, you look up. You got a camera with the sensor wide open. Well, where's my L glass? They knew to get L glass. They knew to go after red rings. They were looking for seventy to two hundreds, twenty four to seventies. Uh, what is 16 to 35? They, they were looking for all L glass. If you didn't have L glass, you got a gold ring, they wasn't touching it. If you had a red ring on your cannon, they were looking to take your lens. 
and you had that camera on your neck and you you got it hanging under your arm and you looking this way, they, they knew how to just practice taking the lens quick. Just practice hitting the button with your thumb, twisting you out. You won't even feel it. It's like a pickpocket. And that's what they were. So people look for that stuff. People, they don't have to be super into cameras to know that red is an expensive camera. That's all they got to see. Or Sony is an expensive camera. They're gone. So I bring people for security purposes too. Like it's, you know, you may be shooting outdoors. Ain't no telling. I don't like to be anywhere by myself when I got my gear and my van full of stuff. So I'm. that's just me. Uh, that's just the Detroit in me probably. But I'm just, you know, you always move better in a team. So I don't mind. And, and, and again, and this is what I tell other people. Listen to this. This is very important. It's very as simple as I can make it. If you can't afford to bring somebody else on, you're not charging enough. If you can't afford to bring somebody else on, you're not charging enough. McDonald's can afford to have 20 people touch your dollar burger. Profit margins. 20 folks, your burger go through 20 people's hands before it get to your mouth. From the farm to the being frozen and chopped and delivered, a truck driver, everybody. It's three, four, five components. The bread, the cheese, the, the burger meat. Your little $1 burger. That's how, that's how important business is. Your $1 burger, which used to be a dollar, probably two fifty nine. The components of it is bread, meat, cheese, pickles, onions, bread. Maybe ketchup. It's going through 50 people. 40 people before it get to you because they understand how to make it work. They can make a, they can make enough, they can make enough profit off of it to build a building that look like they can make burgers. So you can come in and buy more burgers. Just think about that. That's you got to think about how much, like what you don't know about business, what goes into getting that item created, packaged, shipped and delivered to you. And the profit margins are what they are. Like, dang, how can you, you know, how can you do it off something that's a dollar? It's because that's because the cost, the true cost is twelve cent. Every dollar they, the true cost is twelve cent. If you can't afford to bring somebody on for your bare minimum job, if your bare minimum job ain't at least two people, you're not charging enough. Period. You should never feel like I have to take the. Uh, it, it should always be a situation of. Is $200 really worth it? Is saving $200 really worth me doing this job by myself? It's not for me. It is when you're charging $500 for a job. It ain't when you're charging $10,000. If you're charging $10,000, $8,000, $2,000, I'm spending that $200 to bring a second person. If you can't bring a second person, you're not charging enough. There's... There's no way. I can't soften that for you. That's just a hit you're going to have to swallow. It's a hit you're going to have to take. You can't duck that one. You're going to have to eat that one, fam. And wipe your face and put your dukes back up. But that's one you're going to have to eat. And it's just, I, I need you to understand that as you go into business so that you can you can make the, the right. Sometimes you don't know how bad you're down. Like, you don't know how far you're losing. Sometimes you just, you don't understand. You just, you don't, you don't know. That's why I like going to rich neighborhoods. It make me mad at myself. It remind me how far behind I am. I like to go places where they got, you know, I, I've been trying to find a house with a 
four car garage. Can't find it unless I go spend a million dollars for a house and they got six car garages. I like to go places that remind me that I'm behind. I don't get mad at them. I get mad at me. I don't. They see a lot of people teach you to dislike rich folks. I don't dislike rich folks. I'm mad at myself. That make me. That make me want to go go harder in the paint. I don't dislike other folks because of what they got or did, or whether they grew up in money or made it. Their father was able to do that for them. I want to do that for mine. It makes me realize I'm behind. They eating fifty dollars salads. I don't want to spend five for one. I'm behind. It ain't that they ahead. It ain't that they greedy. I'm behind. So that's just how I, that's just my mentality. I don't never complain about, I don't never say stuff too high. I just say, I can't afford it. Why can't I afford it? The people that's, that's, that's creating the inflation, they can afford it. They're making more money. So what am I doing wrong in life, in business, so that I can't, so that inflation doesn't bother me? That's just how I think. Inflation bothers you if somebody control what you make and you can't adjust it accordingly. Inflation don't bother you when you control what you make because you set your prices and you can adjust it for inflation. The world look different when you when you when you run it, when you control, when you control it. I got friends that complain about prices all day. I went to get a three-piece of Popeyes. It used to be. 250 now it's 325 what you gonna do about it what you Bro, gonna this do about right it? here might have changed my life i'm just being i'm just being real like what you <laughs> what, what you gonna do about it complain ask your boss for more money and just and just your prices for inflation control your destiny i don't be mad at folks that got money i'll I be pissed at myself because that man got 10 toes like me, 10 hand, 10 fingers like me. I'll be mad at myself when I see nice stuff. I don't be mad at other people. It just tell me I'm 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 entertaining myself too much instead of educating myself. Cause the information to get where he at is out is available. He reads the, the the same book that cost him $10 from Audible cost me $10. I just rather worry about who 50 cent beefing with this week instead of ways to make my business more efficient at whatever. That's the only difference. The only difference between you in the hood and somebody in the rich part of town is where you put where you put your time. You were taught to be cool and put your time in worrying about LeBron James. Don't get me wrong, I love sports. He wasn't taught that. That's why I ain't got TVs in every room. You got a TV in every room. They don't. They don't care about TV. They'll watch it when they when they sit down somewhere. You got you can't miss a show. I gotta see it so we can talk about it. It's a difference between where you are and where you wanna be. And those are just things of those are just things in life that, man, when I when I when I was when I educated myself to have the ability to see these things, I realized how much of a slave we are. I realized how bad we're losing. And all we can do is complain about it and ask people in power to make changes because we don't we too lazy to make our own changes. Because we don't want to we don't want to be uncomfortable to be great. And you gotta be. You got to be uncomfortable to be great. So, I mean, it's just, you know, I ain't trying to go off on a tangent, but man, I'm, that's just what I feel. That's just my attitude. And if you adapt that, if you, if you adapt that attitude, you look at things in life a little differently. You know what I'm saying? What what are these guys doing with, you know, you ever see prices of camera gear and be like, y'all spent 40,000 on a camera? 
Y'all spent forty thousand on the camera. Y'all got who? Who making a hundred thousand dollar lenses? Who buying this stuff? Somebody, Not you. somebody buying it. it Facts. <laughs> it, there ain't no such thing as stuff that's too expensive. You just can't afford it. I never look at a price and be like, why are they charging? I just realize I'm not doing enough. I got to do more. You got to do more, Ty. I don't care what the price is. Go look. Go in a Lamborghini dealership. Go look at them prices. Go go ask them about financing and watch they laugh at you. <laughs> financing a Lamborghini. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> like, oh, that ain't what y'all do around here? You know what I'm saying? Like, Go look at them prices. They, they are, they are. I love going around. I love being in places I can't afford because it wake my ass up. It tell me I am behind, bro. You gotta go get it. This is a five hundred thousand dollar car. His car is worth more than my house, and he only drive it twice a month. So. I don't, you, you just gotta, you gotta use that to fuel your, you can't be around everybody talking about they getting money. Go around real money. You'll feel like an ant. Go around real money. You're gonna hurt. Go for it, bro. Go around money that was backed by the gold standard. Real money, real actual currency. Hey, old heads. I'm gonna Mentors. tell you, I didn't know what wealth was until I moved to Dallas. I seen a lot of rich people. I seen a lot of rich people. I didn't know what, what wealthy was until I got to, to oil money. Until I moved to Dallas and seen a house that had a hundred car underground garage that you can eat off the floor. Hundred car garage and underground. That floor shine better than most kitchen floors. And they had an indoor basketball. This is a house. We didn't even get to the, we didn't even get to the living area yet. The parking area was better than my house. The place the place he parked his machines that he wasn't using was better than where I lay my kid to go to sleep. Let that sink in for a minute. His cars are doing better than my kids. Yeah. That hurt as a man. His cars are doing better than my kids. His pets had his pets had more money in them than I got in education. His little pet, his dog is living a better life than me. His puppy. It's nothing to him. You can't be mad at him. You got to be mad at you. The puppy is getting the, the, the $50 salad. Right. The puppy is getting real, real meat, organically farm fed, uh, you know, cow meat from the Himalayas. I'm eating Kroger half off because it expired yesterday. Used to be gray, but now they made it look red. George Foreman Grill Burgers. It's it's different. It's yeah. Nathan tell you, I showed Nathan. He said he said when you pulled up the photos, I almost lost my mind. I showed him when he was in town. I think it was in town. I showed him. I was like, bro, look at this place. It's ridiculous. So when you get around people and you see how people really live in and you know, and you go back to your house, you're going to be mad as hell. But be mad at yourself. Don't waste that energy hating somebody else. Be mad at yourself and then hit them books. The information is available. You just rather, you just rather watch a music video. You rather, you rather watch 
some ass shaking more, or something. More gear, more gear info. Right. More gear info. You rather watch another video on why this lens produced 2% more bokeh than this lens, as if your client ever cared about bokeh. I've never lost a job for bokeh in my life. I've never lost a job for bokeh. I'm going to be honest with you. I never lost a job for fringing. This camera fringes on the edges. I've never lost a client for that. I'm not saying it's not cool, but I've never had a client. Like, pause the video. What is this? When I zoom in to 800%, the corner loses quality. I've never had a client do that in my life. Ever, ever, ever. And I've worked with the big boys. I've worked with billion-dollar companies. They've never done that. I've worked with billion-dollar companies with entry-level cameras. I shot stuff for... The stuff I shot for Walmart was with an A6500. Wasn't even full frame. Using old Tamron lenses. They didn't bat an eye. Hired me multiple times. There's a video where I show you guys where I shot for the NFL with an A6500. Shot for PGA with an A6500. Photo and video. Shot for Kia with an A6500. This was years after it came out. This wasn't when it was new. So, but what what got me there wasn't wasn't gear at all. They don't care. Um, Andrew, I know you had your hand up. Go for it, bro. My bad. Ty said hey, this, this got me unsubscribing. <laughs> I hear you, bro. All right, cool. Hey, I had a question about uh, pricing. Yep. So I understand uh, structure based pricing, and that's basically like you know having a base rate and then saying a couple hours. Uh, but I remember a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned something about, like, give them a full out package rate so you're not bound by the time. Um, can you expound on that? Because I understood that initially structure-based pricing would help them to understand how we came to this price. Uh, so putting a package together, can you uh, uh, explain that and how it's going to make sense to them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this is the way I do it. Let's say, let's let's give an example. Let's say I'm working with golf courses, right? Let's say I'm, my niche is golf. I work with, I help golf courses create marketing material because they got to live within the structure of your niche. If you work with everybody, this is not going to work for you. Let me say that. If you are everybody, everything is not going to work for you. It, I'm not going to say it's not going to work. It's going to be more difficult to make this make sense. It's going to be, it's going to be harder for you to convince a client that this makes sense for them. So they'll swipe the card. Okay. So I'm working with golf courses and I'm and I am creating content designed to bring them in clients, right? Since this is all I work for, I understand this is an issue for them. When I hear them tell me that this is an issue for them, my prescription for this issue is our gold package. Now that package is already put together. It already talks about the fact that you get uh, two videos. You get you get two five minute videos for your website. You get five 60 second videos for your social media and 10 pictures. Right? Now that I've prescribed this package, my structure-based pricing breaks down uh it breaks down how this package is priced. This is why this package is six thousand dollars. With the with the platinum package that's above that. It's $10,000, but as you can see, there's two shoot days. There's four people. There's, there's 10 videos that are, that's edited, so it breaks down. I am never saying, okay, I hear what you want. We're going to be there one day and give you one video. No. 
I am breaking down what I prescribe to you. This I'm so I'm always giving you that's why I'm never selling. I don't say second shooter or second angle. No. If I prescribe the gold package, the gold package come with two angles so that we can make sure your video quality is there. The platinum package comes with three angles. I'm not telling you three angles. I'm not saying it's the three angle package. I'm not saying it's better because it's three cameras. I'm saying it's better because it provides a higher level of quality for your marketing that's designed to go after a higher, higher end client. We need to have three angles to look more professional to get a higher end client. We don't need two angles. We need three. We may need six. Whatever I deem as the prescription, just like your doctor can say, I'm going to prescribe you this, but I'm going to prescribe you this and this milligram. Like you need to take two of these at 600 milligrams. Your doctor can easily say you need to take one of these at 20 milligrams. It's up to him to make that determination. You are the doctor. So when I'm working with clients, I'm, I'm writing three prescriptions. I'm writing the one that, I, that I'm saying, hey, this is what I think you should get. But if you want to do more, this is what you should do. And if this, if this ain't a fit for you, usually for budgetary reasons, I got this below. Now, let me give you an example of where to find this in the real world. It's an example I've used plenty of times. If you, if you get a chance, go to Ford.com. Go look at the Mustang. Watch how that bad boy start off with a four-cylinder for 28.5, whatever. And they go all the way up to a Celine Boss, whatever, five, whatever. For a hundred thousand, and you know what? If your budget is more than that, we got the GT five hundred that's starting at five hundred thousand. If your budget is less than that, here's the Ford Fusion. I'm not. I don't care about what your budget is because you're gonna max it out anyway. I don't. If I don't want, because if I ask you about budget, you're gonna think I'm just trying to get in your pockets. You're gonna think I'm trying to get in your drawers. It's literally like talking about sex on the first date. We gonna get there, but I ain't gonna make it as obvious. It's a turnoff. She may, she may want what you want, but because you brought it up like that, it's a turnoff. Asking people what they budget is literally like talking about sex on the first date. Guys think it's cool. Like photographers think it's cool. Your customer, your client, or women don't. I don't care what she, she can be a stripper. You can be at a strip club. She don't want to hear it. It's the same thing. The way your client, the way girls look at you when you're talking sex on the first date is the way your clients look at you when you're talking budget. How what kind of budget you get? The same, the same ugh feeling. That's like a girl talking to you about Sorry, money uh, on the first date. So what you make? Damn, can we order appetizer before we get in my pocket? You know what I'm saying? Go for it, bro. So so what so would structure based be more like so okay, I can pr provide a prescription saying I got A, B, and C. Um, and then I'll let you do it. Uh, but I remember with structure based, would that be more like a la carte items? So they're like, Hey, I want to do, uh, let's say I want to do option B. Right. Yep. But I think we need a little bit more. And then that's where structure base is more so coming in saying, Hey, well, both. we may need an extra. Both. So, so both think of it like, think of structure based pricing as, as a, as like a combo meal, right? You could, if you get combo meal number one, and it's $5. When you look at the combo meal, you look what, it, what, what the structure of it is. A drink, a oh. burger, a fry. Right? Yep. Even though it's number one and I'm prescribing number one to you, and you're like, well, how is number one $7 and number two $12? Well, number two got a Big Mac, a large fry and a large drink. We're using structure-based pricing to create these combos. 
to create this, to write this prescription. And we want to do that. Yes. So when the client say, well, how the hell you come up with 6,000 for this? We're using structure-based pricing to explain why the pricing is what it is. The great thing about it is two things. If they want to go up, they can add it a la carte. And if they add too many items, the platinum package together collectively is a little cheaper. So it don't make sense to add a bunch of items. It makes sense to move up to the next package. And in the same, if you want to reduce the price, we can take stuff off. Hey, man, you can't get a double cheeseburger combo. You can get a regular cheeseburger combo for what you try to pay. Or in between, you can get the two cheeseburger combo. But if the Big Mac combo is too much, we can either reduce the, the size of the fries. We can small size it. Or we can just sell you the burger. But either way, I'm giving you more options so you can't. I'm going to say you can't. There's less of an opportunity for you to say no. No. Usually right now, if you give somebody a price, you say, hey, we want a video shot. Okay, it's $12,000. We ain't broke down nothing, explained nothing. You gave them two choices, yes or no. If I can, if I can give you 12 choices, that, that instead of two, that no go from 50% to like 8.5%. That's how you close more sales. Give people more options. Go to whatever your website you want of a, of a top company. Go build a go build a Mac Mini on Apple website, right? They'll give you all kinds of levers to change. You know what? I want to add this size hard drive, this size memory. And you look at it, you're like, damn, I could just, for $200 more, I can go to the MacBook Pro. Okay, let me go to the MacBook Pro with 10 cores. Let me add some RAM and a bigger heart. Damn, for another $100, I can go to the MacBook Pro with 12 cores. I might as well do that. And you get there and they work you all the way up. And you then you go from spending $500 for a Mac Mini to $6,000 for a MacBook Pro. They never ask you your budget. They found out what it was, though. Every, every aspect of business is like that. Go to the movies. Get a small popcorn and a small drink. What they say, you can get medium popcorn and medium drink for 50 cents more. Well, damn, it's only 50 cents. Let me do that. You get that. You be sitting there and they're like, you can go to a large for 50 cents more. Well, damn. Okay, let me do that. You can add a hot dog for a dollar. And you end up spending $25 when you went there to spend four. About 52. Right. If it's yeah. <laughs> Every business around you that's great do, do this. Every single business that is great that do it. They do it. They don't just give you one price for one thing. They give you multiple things, multiple ways to build up. And, and just like structure-based pricing, you can look at that MacBook Pro and be like, how did I get to 6,000? Oh, I got four terabyte hard drive. I got 16 core. I got, and they're telling you the price for each. I got, I got 32 gigs of unified RAM. I got the Final Cut Pro with it. Now I see what my, how I got here. That's what structure-based. So if my budget is 6,000 and I'm at 6,300, Instead of saying, no, I can't afford it, I can say, well, let me take my RAM down from 32 to 16. That put me where my budget is. Let's swipe the card. Let's do that. Instead of saying, oh, I can't afford it. Dang, I don't want to. It's $300 over. I can't. I just can't do it. Some people may say it's worth it. I'm going to spend the extra three. Now I got you to go $300 above your budget. Some people say I can't afford it. My max is 6000 Now I allowed you to take something off the cart so that we can get you under your max budget and you can afford it. Either way, you leave feeling like you got all you could afford. You're not going to hire 10000 to spend on a computer and spend five. 
that's how that's how Mac that's how Apple is selling still selling laptops for five grand and Windows can't. I'm not gonna say Windows can't, but regular daily use laptops can't. You can go get an Alienware or get you know some high end gaming laptop, and if you know what you want, you building it out, you can get up there too. But but every site that allows you to customize, insurance companies do that. Insurance companies are excellent at doing that. It ain't a one. They don't just say, "Oh, to cover you is five hundred a month." They don't do that. They they got a price that fit you. Oh, you want you want a thousand dollar deductible on comprehension and a five hundred dollar deductible on collision. Oh, you want roadside service? You know what I'm saying? They let you choose it to get within a price that that fits you. Well, uh, and that's exactly why uh, a lot of these companies are going to they they want to kind of go to an automated system. So then you, you, they send you to the kiosk to do the order because it does all the upsells, does all the offerings. Oh, oh, you want to add pickles? Oh, you want to add cheese? Oh, you can, add, you can add bacon. You can add another patty. And you can go see what the price is right there. Mm -hmm. You can see what the price is right there. And they show you pictures of, like a person standing behind a register can't show you a picture of, Apple pies is behind them on the screen, but now you get to, you gotta you gotta make a visual choice because you're hungry. The food already look good. They gonna show you the best freaking cheeseburger you ever seen in your life. You know damn well your cheeseburger ain't about to come looking like that. But I'm hungry. They they you know I'm hungry. I want so not you know when you hit the hit the the apple pie button, they slide the apple pie in on your meal. You like damn, I'm gonna tear this up, and you buy it. People we're visual people. Can't afford it. It's more money than you got. Ah, let me take the apple pie off. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to walk away. Like, I ain't eating today. I'm out of here because it's $5.14. And I know I only got $5 in my checking account. I guess I'm not eating today. No, you take the freaking apple pie off and you eat $4.98 worth of food. That's how they get you. All I'm teaching is for you to do the same thing. And not that 1983 method of what's your budget? All right, look, this is what we can do under your budget. This is what we can do. No, people don't like that feels. No, you wouldn't work with a company like that. You don't work with companies like that. There's very few companies that still operate on that make a wish dollar amount under your under your budget. Oh, you say your budget is uh, 10,000. We can do it all for 9,999. How you like that? How that sound to you? It sounds like you raping me for that, my, all my money. It's not like you went up into the last dollar and you're taking everything. And it, you're not even explaining why. I don't even have options. People like options. People like to say, hey, no, nah, let's, let's do this. Let's not do that. And, and, and this is people who are scared to go this route are in fear of, that they will not make more money. The truth is you will make more money because you're providing the client with options they didn't know they had. Just like the kiosks do at McDonald's, it provides you with options you didn't know you had. I didn't know you could order a cheeseburger without the meat. It's stupid, I know, but it's an option. I didn't know you can get gluten-free buns. I didn't know. I didn't know you could add bacon to a regular cheeseburger and it's cheaper than buying a bacon cheeseburger. Now you know. No one's half the battle. There's a lot of options that you don't know about. You got friends that got the same car you got. They got options. You're like, well, how you get the... I checked it on the box. So just just something to think about. You want to, that's why you can't be everybody for, you can't be everything for everybody. You got to focus on your niche. You got to understand what options they care about and then work on providing those options.
right? I used to have real quick before we go to before we go to uh, my brother from another mother, the only other good Tyrone out here. Um, really quick, I used to have a check mark on my video production, right? That means we're gonna provide it and broadcast standards, right? I used to charge three fifty for this. It was just on my proposal. You know how many people pay for to have their video and broadcast standards? <sighs> Don't get me wrong. We still make sure it was, it was Rec 709 and it was, you know, it was color accurate and safe for broadcast. But, bruh, I've never turned in content to a station in all my years and they didn't do it. But clients wanted to make sure it was broadcast. It was broadcast safe. They just wanted it. 350 just for nothing. 350 for turning in the paperwork. I have so much stuff like that. That's like, I mean, think about, think about skin smoothing. That's a one button click. $50 a picture. We smooth your skin and we make you look, yeah, we really need that. Oh, it's going to take us time to really go in, go into the lab and just smooth out your skin for every frame. We got to do every frame. I'm just like, click, done. They don't know that. They hired you because they don't know how to do it. There's a lot of stuff in your life that take advantage of you like that, so don't feel bad. There's a whole lot of stuff you spend an extra for that you ain't thinking about, and they clicking one button to make it happen. And you paying an extra two fifty a month for it. Every every car from a a Challenger V six to a to a Hellcat come off the same assembly line. That car is ninety five percent the same. The only difference is the motor, motor transmission rear end. It's about 80% the same. It don't cost them no extra. The motor may have more pieces, cost them a little extra, but not $100,000 extra. So you have to, it's just business. Tyrone Russell, you up next, bro. Where am I? Here I am. Hey, all right. So um, when I finally got a big client, my first you know, grown up client. They paid me two grand. Okay. I okay. had to um, hire a second shooter. Now that I've heard next time I will have them sign a contract. Absolutely. But um, you know what? H- here's the deal. I have given myself the grace of basically just doing what I can and picking up the information as I need it. Cause it's a lot, like Absolutely. a lot of, a lot of this, I don't want quite get yet you know all the structure based pricing and i'm like look just please give me some money so i can put some <laughs> gas in my car hang a lot um but showing up with lights and a second person um was huge and when i was scrubbing through all the the b-roll footage um my my buddy who did the the other shooting had said, oh, you want me to shoot in 4K? Fuck yes. So as I was scrubbing through the footage, I was just taking screenshots and I sent them off. And um, before I started doing any of the real editing and I got a, a message back from the um, the CEO that said, oh my God, my board is losing their mind. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, because you know, when uh, they're nonprofit. So when they're working, Ain't nobody taking any photos. And because of that B-roll, it was all like really good candid shots of, of the staff and the volunteers and, and that 
and it looked beautiful. So I'm like, yep, <laughs> here's 40, 40 bonus shots. Did you, uh, there's a video that I came out with a few weeks back that talk about doing that, getting candid shots while on location. I talked about getting candid shots and then, then offering them either as a bonus or as an upsell. Mm, yeah. The, now, this next the question, round will be upsell. But the, <laughs> this is the question I have for you. This is the question I yes. like to ask everybody. How does that feel? You know what? It feels real delicious. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to, like, there's no high like getting your first sale or like, there's no high like success. So I like to, I like to know how do it make you feel when you, when you like, man, I got a good one on the hook. You know, they're happy. Not only did I make money, but my client is happy. I'm like, you, you know, it's a proud moment. It, it actually feels like I can do this. Um, Cause this is, it's, is no joke, you know, and, and working for myself makes it feel a, a little bit more intimidating, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a be all right. And once I've, now that I have moved on from begging friends to let me, let them pay me $200 to, to the next step up getting paid $2,000, um, now it feels like the four and eight thousand dollar gigs are achievable. Right. It it did not feel like I could do it starting from two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, eight grand was impossible, but now the step from two grand to six or eight grand is not. It, it's a lot closer. I like that because that's 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 when you feel like you can do it the confidence come there and then you you feel comfortable asking for bigger prices you feel comfortable for putting more upsells you you feel comfortable you kind of let your hair down in business and you a lot of times we don't get to that next step cuz we never feel comfortable you know what i'm saying it's hard asking for 8 grand when you're getting 200 it's easy yeah. asking for 8 grand when you're getting 2 grand and it's just moving in that direction next yeah. is next and is 20 grand <laughs> that's where i'm headed uh it's the wildest thing because now that I'm I'm working, um, I'm like, oh my god, even two grand, I did not charge enough. I I know the quality of the what I'm putting out, and I'm like, wow, with more money, I could have had somebody else edit this. This is taking a long time. Facts, you could have handed yeah. it off. You could have handed it on off. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, it was another question I was going to ask about how they make you feel, but it was more along the lines of, uh, you know, there's no, there's no greater feeling than knowing, like, than knowing this is your, you can do it. But the question I was going to ask you was based around how do it feel getting paid to do what you love to do? You know what? I'm not going to lie. If all those old, all the old nuns from my grade school weren't dead, I'd be calling them up. Look, suck it, sister. You were wrong. <laughs> that boy, that boy, Roger, had a stroke. Look at you. had him rolling his eyes at you. Boy, he gonna catch them hands, boy. So <laughs> I feel you. Like, it feel, it feel good to make money doing it. Feel like, it, almost feel like, it almost feel like stealing a little bit. Getting paid to do what you love to do, you feel bad. You, love, you feel like you ain't worked enough when you get paid to do it. You feel kind of like when they pay you, you kind of, in your mind, you'd be like, sucker, I would have did this for free. But you can't, you can't do that because it's business, but it's just what you love to do. That's, I like hearing yeah. that. that. That's, those are moments that we got to share because there's people who haven't experienced that yet. 
that need to know what it looks like on the other side of their hard work or their sacrifice. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm for all the the newbies in the group. Um, I've been in the group for a while. I've been sort of floating around the edges for I think a year or two, um, or more. And uh watching watching some of the big players, um it I kept thinking, fuck, I'm never I I I I don't know how I'm gonna be able to to pull that off. Um but it is just it's the little things, right? I just picked up what I could do. You said, um, if you ain't got two camera, if you ain't got two cameras, you ain't got one. So when I got got my gig, I'm like, oh, oh, I could buy the Sony FX3. I'm like, nah, fool, buy two FX30s. Facts. And keep it moving. Yeah. Smart and and so it's that kind of stuff. I've stopped watching YouTube where I'm feeling bad about the cameras that I had because I'm doing corporate talking head stuff. I've I've got plenty of gear. You know, my I got crappy lights. It don't matter. Um, they look professional once I put them up. And and I got the scene lit. So it's it's that kind of thing, studying and buying enough to move me to the next gig. I don't have I don't have the gear for a twenty thousand dollar shoot. Um, I got enough gear for a two thousand dollar shoot. I also now know that um, if you're gonna pay me eight grand, I can rent all the other gear that oh, I need. Yeah. And keep and, in mind, a twenty thousand dollar shoot is just ten two thousand dollar shoots together. You you nice. got enough to do, you know what I'm saying? Keep it, it, it yeah. Twenty thousand dollars shoot is no different gear than what you got. It ain't gonna be no. It's just gonna be longer talking, more batteries. You probably gonna need more batteries for your camera. <laughs> That's really <laughs> yep. it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the difference. The the gap ain't what you think it is. The gap is a whole <laughs> lot closer to the. The gap is just more batteries or a longer extension cord, and it's just having <laughs> the ability to pitch it. That's it. Don't don't. That ain't nobody gonna. Look at his camera and your camera and be, nah, I don't work like that. It's about what you deliver and mm -hmm. and how well you can um, help the client. It's the value. How well can the client understand their return on investment by looking at your company, looking at your brand, having a conversation with you, going up over the proposal. That's it. They don't, they, it ain't going to be 4K versus 8K. They can't even use 8K. They can't, you can send your client, you can send your client a 4K video right now. He will never be able to watch it in 4K because their company said, we're not buying 4K monitors for y'all to type on. Y'all getting 720p in this whole building. Yeah, even when they, even when you, you know what I'm saying? Even when you uploaded to stream it to their phone, they didn't pay for the plan to stream the bigger files. They getting 720p streamed to them. They'll never see, most people have never seen real 4K. They've never seen a complete circle where the content was delivered to the viewing device in 4K. You've seen a streaming 4K. You've seen, uh, you know, bits and pieces. You've never seen true 4K unless you got a Blu-ray. Some of y'all got Blu-ray players. And you got not the cheap cable. You probably, you can't get the cheap cable. You got to get the really good expensive HDMI that you didn't want to buy because it was $50. And you got to run and watch it. And depending on the movie, it may be compressed. So a lot of us have never, we've experienced great quality, a great image. And, and you know, but... And when you go into stores, they try to 
push a true 4K image so you can see it. But when you get it home, no cable channel is in true 4K. There's some that will upscale to 4K. The bandwidth is just not there yet. There. So you know, you know. Um, I'm working with a nonprofit, and never once did they ask me about the the deliverable. You know, 4K, 8K, 12K. They didn't ask. Um, I what I sold them on was the story. You know, this is what we're going to shoot. This is the story you got to tell. This is this is how you use this to bring in more money. Because you, I. I whipped out what you've been saying. Look, I know you don't want video. What you want is money, <laughs> right? Facts. You, you don't want this video. Don't, don't nobody want to be on social media. It's a hassle. But um, this is how we do it. And they're like, okay, yes. Do you, Sign you, me up. You talk money with them. You talked about yeah. return on investment. And that was more important than what you're shooting with, how you're going to shoot it, why you're going to shoot it, even what you're going to shoot. Let me worry about that. Let mm -hmm. me help you get a return. This is what we do. We help companies get returns off investment. I like that. I like to hear that. Um, Rodney said, well done. You're talking to you. You're talking to you. You're talking huh? to, Thank you, Rodney. He said, well done. You worked your butt off of this, and you earned it well-deserved. Here's to continued growth and success. Facts. Right on. Yeah, thanks, guys. All facts. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. That's that's That makes me... That those are the stories that make me be like, all right, get off me, girl. I got a meeting at six. Get out of here, woman. <laughs> and then I'll be here because you know it'd be you know sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, but yeah, that's I like to hear that, man. We, that's what we're about, just the growth and and you know moving forward. Now, once you make the big job, the next feeling you get is, I want I want this feeling again and again and again and again. That's that's probably where you at right now. I'm jonesing. You get yeah. it? You, you like, man, <laughs> you got some more of them $2,000 jobs? That's how I be. It'd be like that. But did you in the right place. So perfect. I like that. Keep us updated on that. I would like to see, you know, how everything come out. And and don't be afraid to ask that client for referrals. Get you a testimonial. Have your second shooter get, get behind that. the scenes shots while you working. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Use that to 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 flip it, you know. In the street, we get stuff and we flip it. You know what I'm saying? Buy for this, flip it for that. So you know that's all you got to do. All right, thank I like, you. I like that anytime, bro. That's from the other. It's only two. It's like it's like three good Tyrones left in the world, and you got two of them on here today. So every other Tyrone gonna try to sell you a VCR or something. They are gonna watch your wallet. You know what I'm saying? You catch Adrian. me. On, you catch me on a bad day. You got to watch your wallet. But you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. So, <laughs> Lamont, bro, you up next, bro. <laughs> My wallet at? Okay, I'm good. Not, not a Tyrone done talking to make sure I wallet check. Hey, everybody, wallet check real quick. Make sure you got your wallet. All right, now. Nah, we good. We good. You didn't get me wallet check. You good? You good, Marcus? Okay. Check your pockets now. You think I'm playing? One of the Tyrone's been that got you on the internet. Go for it, Lamont. I'm just. <laughs> All right, how's it going, Ty? What's good, bro? Uh -huh. Yeah, I, uh, First of all, $12,553.74. Uh, can we start Monday? I like to hear that. Say it with the confidence. I like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can. Hey, man, this is what I was wondering. Um, I'm starting from the beginning, bro. Uh, starting over. Uh, okay. Finishing out the year. Projects that I've already bidded on and, and, and uh, sent out proposals for. So, I'm getting screwed the rest of the year. I, I figured that out by joining your program. But um, 
what I want to do is go into the corporate uh, end of things. And I'm trying to figure out, um, I think you've already kind of touched on this, but I just really want to make sure before I move forward with, you know, uh, making payments. When I, okay, I have a production company that I call Stay Focused Productions, right? Now, I'm trying to figure out, I don't want to leave that as what I use as the corporate side. I would say, please tell me you work with uh, with clients in the eyeglass industry. That would have been a perfect name for if you're working with clients in the eyeglass industry. Yeah, well, I, 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 this year I kind of started an eyeglass eyewear line. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Hey, man, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Um, I decided to go with um, the title, the name Executive Focus photo and film. So I'm keeping it at focus, but I'm trying to go executive focus. Now, do I need to make my LLC stay focused, photo and film, and then just kind of have my landing page for executive focus, photo and film, or should I make the executive focus? Let me, the LLC? I want to take one step back before we even get okay. to that. What is your go niche? Ahead. That's what I'm still, I'm still kind of trying to figure out exactly what I want to do, you know, in that zone. Don't fall in uh, love with a name until you get that niche. Okay. Be because okay. we got to run it by beta clients to see which one they will pick. Okay. Okay. That Because I don't want you to, that's why I say, you know, usually people hate me and then they love me when they take the course because they get in the course and they realize, oh, snap, I picked the name based off what I like. Right. And not what my client like. Okay. My client is I won't I won't they money. I got enough of my money. I me putting my wallet from my left pocket to my right pocket don't make me no better. I won't they money. You know what I'm okay. saying? So so before you fall in love with any of it, mm -hmm. we gotta lock down a niche. And okay. then we gotta get beta clients in that niche to say, hey, which one of these companies would you buy from? Right. Which one sound like they solve this problem for you? Right. And that's why because one of the biggest mistakes we make is we go with what we think sound good. My mama like it, my cousin like it, my girl like it, but do your client like it? None of them cats spending money with you. They can tell you they like it all day. It look professional. Right. But, but does it, do it speak to my audience? And that's where I want you to, before you spend money on the LLC, before you even go get a domain, right? that niche got to come first. It's a hard pill to swallow. It's a, it, it's, it's, it's a horse pill. It's going to go down dry. It's going to hurt. But yeah, and that's fine. I don't. I just happen. don't want to start making moves before I actually, you know, like you say, have my niche. And I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really trying to figure that out. What you know, what I'm, what I'm going to be geared towards. So go, 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 shoot for some people. If pick three things you think you like and go after beta clients, you may get there and be like, yo, this ain't for me. I didn't shot right. some stuff that's like I don't ever want to shoot this again. Right. I, you know, and I'll go into some new industry. I shot for a butcher before. You got to, you know, and they like, hey, let's show it, show you how we bring the cow in and just chop his head. Whoa, I, chill, bro. I ain't got to, I ain't got to know where my bacon come from. I like to see it in a pack. I like to pull right. out the plastic. I ain't got to see it squilling. I ain't, right. you know what I'm saying? It ain't got to be that fresh for me. Some people, you know, it just depends. It's different strokes for different folks. But I, I want to learn because another thing too is you may be in the industry that, when it comes to knowledge and having the ability to talk with the client intelligently, you may be behind. It may be industry you're not familiar with. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can talk about 
Dodges because I got one. But if you put me in a Mitsubishi dealership, I don't know a Lancer from. I just I don't know. It ain't my. I don't know them cars. Wow. I can tell you the difference between an SXT and a Hellcat or a Red Eye and a D. I can tell you the difference between those because I live in that that area. I don't live in this area over here. You may get in the area that you're not familiar with and see that it's a lot of money in that area. Okay, well, are the resources available for me to learn so that I can talk intelligently in this market, in this niche? Some of you have past and other jobs and you have experience in places that you can talk intelligently about. Mm-hmm. And it's important that your niche lives somewhere that you're, because you you got to be comfortable and confident saying saying that you have the ability to you know, help somebody. Remember, you're there to help them. You can't help them if you can't talk about it. Somebody can't sell you. Somebody can't refer the right piece of equipment to you if they don't know photography. And you need right. this macro lens for what? I'm shooting landscapes. Well, uh, you, I'm shooting wide portraits. I'm not shooting bugs on leaves. I'm shooting mountains. You right. giving me the wrong. I don't trust you. Now I don't want to spend money with you. Now I feel like you're selling me, and you're not helping me understand what makes me better. So the the niche got to be first, got to be first. We, before you even think of a color, before you think of a uniform, before you think of anything. Okay. Niche and so suggesting, suggesting basically just going out, working with different businesses that allow me to come in to, you know, do what they need done. L- let me ask you a question. Are you married? Yes. Did you marry the first woman you dated? Come on, bro. No, man. No, I'm just kidding. You ain't got to marry the first niece you jump on. Okay. You can have a little fun there and kick him out in the morning. Call an Uber for him. But but there's one you ain't going to want to kick out. Yes, sir. <laughs> There's one you gonna want like you, you coming back over tonight. You gonna it's a niche that you gonna like and you gonna fall in love with and you gonna marry that niche. Right. It's okay to find that niche. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Some people got niches that they boy didn't like. They boy dumped the niche and now you with it. You know what I'm saying? Some people got it is what it is. But you know the the, the goal is to find you, you got to go. And I tell people to go and experience it because you may. I've been in niches where I felt like I was in over my head. Like, man, right. I'm not trying to do this. This is a bit much. They what they need. And then I found out I've been in niches where they had $2 problems. And I'm trying to solve $2,000 problems. I can't get the money I want from these people if they don't have the money. A great example was I worked with barbers before. I got friends as barbers. Man, you I need a picture from you. I need a video where you can blah blah blah. And I'm like, bet $2,000, huh? They don't got two thousand to spend on a video. They just don't. It don't matter if they bring them fifty clients or they just don't have two thousand dollars. Right. The, the owner of the salon may have it because they're getting eight hundred dollars a month booth rent from twenty people. The barber don't have two thousand dollars. It'll be a lot for them to spend. So I can't consistently. If there isn't a problem you got for a barber that's gonna that's gonna be worth two thousand dollars to him, unless he's one of them L.A. hairstylists that's charging eight hundred a cut with the Edward Scissorhands outfit on. Like, you know what I'm saying? It got to be somebody that's, and how many of those are you going to run into? The average barber that's charging $30, $40, $50 for a complete cut and beard, they, in their mind, they're like, you know how many clients I got to get to to break even on two grand? So I don't want to solve their problems. Their problems won't get me the money I want. You know what I'm saying? So so I got to I gotta take my, my talents and go to South Beach. I got to go somewhere else with it. 
and find a a a, a niche that got ten thousand dollar problems. They say you want to be a millionaire, solve billionaire problems. You want to be a thousandaire, solve millionaire problems. That's how it works. So I want to make sure that I'm, you know, that's why people say, oh, I'm working with mom and pop shops. I, I don't want to work with mom and pop shops. Mm-hmm. They ain't got it. I want to work with established companies that can write me a $50,000 check and sneeze at it like it's nothing. So, I mean, and that's just the path of least resistance. Now to do that, you got to have a brand that look like you can do that. You can't do that with, you know, uh, peel off t-shirts and my homeboy here. We ain't, You can't do that looking like that. You got to show up to play. But knowing wh- what my niche is allows me to make all the decisions I need to make about my company to move forward. Without having that niche, you just, you, you, if you don't know who you're fighting, you're just swinging in the air. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that that's why that got to be step number one. And right. I, the reason I tell, and there's a lot of people that play around, they beat around the bush and they want to move forward. What's going to happen is they're going to always have to come back. Because once they lock down that niche, after playing around with it for three years, they realize they brand don't appeal to the niche that they like. And they got to do everything all over. New website, new domain, new, you know what I'm saying? Everything. All your marketing you've been paying for for years is worth nothing. Because they're looking for your old company and now you got your new company. Where that marketing could have been, that SEO, you know, you being on Google under this name doing this for five years means nothing when you switch it. Means nothing to your ranking and your and your uh, credibility on social media networks or search engines because now you got to switch everything. You just waste. I'm gonna say you wasted five years, but you're five years behind. So so force yourself to pick a niche and go test drive a few, go date a few before you marry one. But when you marry it, you go all in and it, it works until it don't. You know what I'm saying? So that that that's that's the best advice I can give you to skip time to skip having to go back and redo it, mm-hmm. pick that niche and stay with it. You know, I'm not to stay with it, but pick it and make sure it's what you want. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then go out and spend money on the logo, spend money on the website, spend money on the copy. Because you can spend money, you can say, oh, this is what I want to do. Spend money to get the website design. You spend $800, $1,000 having somebody come in and write the copy for it, right? I, I want to write copy that speak to skateboarders, right? You get all this stuff designed, you decide you don't want to be in skateboarders no more. That that same copy ain't gonna work for dentists or executives. It ain't gonna work for other people. They don't they don't identify with that. Their color scheme is off. So you have to that the hardest that's the hardest choice in, in this whole thing. But um, but understanding that will help you make better decisions about your future. One one thing when I was this weirdly crazy, but I'll share it with you. When I was younger. This is TMI, but whatever. Y'all going y'all gonna to get it today. When I was younger, I used to want to be the president, right? And, and because I thought in my mind I wanted to be the president of the United States, it was a lot of dumb stuff I didn't do because I was like, yo, they're not going to pull me up on a debate and you have me out here smoking weed with y'all. It's not happening. No, ma'am, I can't send you that picture because you're not about to go to TMZ with my junk when I run for president. I just Because I thought of myself like that, I made better decisions. You know what I'm saying? I made decisions that the average person wouldn't think. I didn't want to get the tattoo on my face. You know what I'm saying? Like executive decision. It was executive. Like, I'm going to tell you. I told y'all this before. I used to want to get tattoo right here, right? To have my street. Because my friends got it. 
and I seen a, a Cash Money video and Juvenile had it. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to take pictures like this, like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Plymouth Road, baby, you know, Detroit. I just wanted that. I'm so glad I didn't get that. I'm so glad. I wanted to get my street right here so bad. Cause I thought nothing was cooler than Juvenile doing this. And it's like Fifth Ward. Like I just, I just wanted to do it. I'm so glad. I'm so I got friends that got the tattoo. To this day, I'll never say this on YouTube because they probably see it, but I got friends that got the street and their mama didn't even own a house on the street. She was Section 8 out there. They ain't even they ain't even got no land on the street. The houses had three, four people in it. They got it, Section 8 house. I got people, friends that didn't die for a house their mama didn't even own. Street they didn't even own land on. They couldn't even plant a tree in their own yard because they ain't own it. And they stuck for life. Still taking pictures in the club, looking confused because they got a street on their arm they ain't lived on in 20 years. You got to make better decisions. <laughs> it happens. So, you know, as you, as you, once you pick the niche and, you know, you decide what direction you want to go in, it, it makes, it makes the, the, the idea of branding the company to attract business to you a whole lot easier. Because we can make the right decisions. If you want, you're going after golf companies, we may go with a green. Our shirts may be white instead of black. We may go with white shirts and khaki bottoms because they look better in a golf environment. You know what I'm saying? Instead of light stand bags, we may have golf bags. It's so much you can do in that niche to appeal to that client once you understand who your target is. That's why, you know, when people say, where the client's at? For who? What do you, I don't, what do your client look like? What is your ideal client? Oh, anybody that's giving me money for pictures. It don't work like that. Only thing sell to everybody is ass and drugs. The only two things that don't need a face. They don't need a target audience. Well, drug, they actually, they kind of do because everybody don't do every drug and everybody don't want every ass. So, I mean, you, even that got to have a target audience. Who, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's weird when you think about it, but damn, you even need a niche for that. Nah, you you too big, girl. Get out of here. I want the skinny. Whatever you got, everybody got their preference. Are you the happy ending massage parlor or the blonde girl in Vegas? Right. That's the, That's the question. So niche. <laughs> That's the question. The scary part is I was in Vegas with you, Luke. I don't don't even go into it. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it offline because I was with you in Vegas and you was missing for like twelve hours. Like we ain't gonna talk about that. You, you know, some people here that was out there too, but you my dog. I'm gonna leave that in the. In the after hours, but no, but yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's exactly, you know the what I'm saying? The after after hours. The after after, <laughs> the after after, yes, thank you, thank you, Marcus, thank you, make sure they can, yeah, put it up there. The views and opinions expressed by the gold members are not those of Ty Turner and Flash Film Academy. Here we're rated PG-13, that's the mom plan. But yeah, uh, so yeah, so I would definitely, the niche is the most important thing. I, I would pause everything until we get that taken care of. Big shout out for another Tyrone. Tyrone, my Rick. How do I say that, bro? Just real quick. Is it just Tyrone? Is my Rick the last name? Or? Tyrone, it's muted, but it's Tyrone. Is Tyrone, is Tyrone your first name? Uh, it's muted. I'm, I'm lip reading, but I think you said yes. Yeah. So we got three Tyrone. That's what I'm talking about. Represent. What Tyrone's that? That's what I'm saying. All my Tyrones, pull your gat out and let them know we stay strapped out here in these streets. Yeah, it's Tyrone Myrick. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Another Tyrone. You see that saying, hey, Tyrone Russell, see how we see how we spoke that into existence? 
Tyrone's <laughs> deep up in this mug. That's what I'm talking about. I just want to say that real quick. See, that's what happens when you look in the mirror and say Tyrone three times. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> One of us show up behind you with a pistol like, yeah, go ahead and empty the pockets. I got this VCR for sale. No, anyway. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Carl, is on you, bro. Unless Tyrone hey, Russell. Hey, special. gentlemen, how are you? What's going on, bro? Not too much, man. It's been hot since I've been here. I apologize. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I know it's all good. Yeah, I've been missing you guys though, so I won't take that. I won't take that wrong, but I've been missing you guys. We, hey, we we miss each other all the time. I feel you, bro. We got to get with the fam and just. You, sometimes you got to just. You be talking to people and you be saying stuff and camera stuff and they don't be. They be looking at you like, huh? It feel good to just be around the family again. Yeah, more more days than one. Yeah, I had a um, you know the whole uh, the price that you're talking about. I, I started doing that over the summer. And it's like, it's definitely been a business changer on the photography side. You know, obviously I still don't do video. I still, you know, I only do photography, but um, I had a client come in the other day and they had booked me during COVID, you know, and then they, like they're older. So they kind of disappeared. So they, she called mm -hmm. me a few months ago and said, Hey, I need to set something up for Thanksgiving. You know, let's make this happen. And I said, sure. She goes, do I owe you any extra money? Cause you know, I just, I gave you a session fee and then I didn't, you know, I said, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, the shoot lasted Tyrone like maybe 20 minutes. You know, it was like a big family. And then, you know, I work pretty professionally. I was like big family, you know, break it down, break it down, break it down all the way down. I did like probably eight to 10 different groupings, you know, and then I got them out of there at home, you know? So um, they came in for their proofing and they spent like 1200, something like that. You know, and it was like, I mean, yeah, that quickly. And um, they were like debating between like medium files and large files. And so I gave them, you know, the, what they could do with either one and what, like her son actually talked her into going big, you know, it's like, mom, if you get, if you go big, you don't, you know, you don't need to go back and see him again, <laughs> you know? And I was like, okay. So she, you know, swiped the card and she was out um, for the longest time. You know, I've been doing like the whole imposter thing, you know, it's like, what would make someone pay me that much money? You know? And it's like, I have people that will do like an hour and a half, two hours and they want to spend like $200, you know, and I'm getting rid of those clients. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, getting to the curb and get, getting my average up. So it's, you know, it's been like, it's been a hard, um, it's been like a rough couple of months. It's just, you know, trying to, you know, get back on par. I sat down in November, Tyrone, I wrote myself a goal that was like freaking crazy. I said, you know, if I'm the same, I've been in business for a while. If I'm going to continue to be in business, I need to make, you know, I got, I got to get, get back to making some real money, you know? So I gave myself a goal. And then I'm like, okay, you know, how much do I need to do daily to, to make that goal happen? And, you know, so far it's been happening since like mid-November. So it's, it's been good, but it's just, you know, it's like just having to like no more YouTube, you know, like or pair YouTube down. I, I won't say no more, but, you know, like when I'm here in my studio, you know, I put music on, you know, and get rid of like all the distractions and just get to work. You know, I had a client come in today. Um, she's a pretty little Navajo woman, a realtor. And um, she, you know, she said, Carl, you know, I, I know that I need to have my headshots done like every 18 months. And I said, yeah, you know, it's like, how, you know, how do you get that out to the public? Because she gets it. There's a few people that get it. But everyone else thinks like you're, you're just going to rake them over the coals, you know. Testimonials. Get her testimonial. Get, let, let her tell, let her sell it for you. Let her explain why you need a headshot every 18 months. Even though yeah. I will film it and I would hear what she got to say. Even if you got a spoon feeder, how to say it. It's still yeah. her words. Testimonials yeah. for sure. Yeah, and she came to me from a youth football uh, league. She, you know, she came in to pick her son's uh, photos up. 
she, you know, she stayed me in town for 10 years, never knew I did freaking headshots. Wow. So she thought I was like, I, I was a sports guy. So she walks in the studio and looked around. She's like, you do headshots? And so I walked her into my studio. I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh my God, you know, can you get me in the next couple of days? And so like three days later, she was in here in the studio today doing headshots. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Let me, it's something that you said that I want to touch on because I think it's very important. I think it's very important. Um, imposter syndrome. A lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome. Let me read the definition of it because you may suffer from it and you may not know it. And it's why I tell you to build confidence and why picking a niche will help you overcome this faster. Uh, imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious or, or and not experienced success internally despite being a high performer. Uh, so it means like it, it, when clients get a big job in front of you, you almost feel like you can't, you're not worth the money they're paying. You can't do it. You don't know if you're worth asking. Sometimes you don't know if you're worth asking for 8,000. So you ask for 4,000, right? Um, and it's something that happens naturally. I, I, I too suffer from imposter syndrome. It, it was me working for corporate America where I seen the amount of money my content made for a company that, that kicked me out of my imposter syndrome of saying, man, screw this. I'm asking they ass for 10 grand. I just seen them do 300,000 off my video. I'm not taking two grand no more. I'm, I'm getting 10. And next time I'm getting 20. And next time I'm getting 50. So imposter syndrome is us feeling bad about our ability to deliver something. And, and you, you see this a lot when... <laughs> You're dealing with dollar amounts that's that's bigger than what we are personally used to. We're not personally used to cashing a $20,000 check all at once, unless it's something special. Your mama hit the three-digit, whatever. You just, you know what I'm saying? You're just not used to it. So because you're not used to it or familiar with it, you feel like you're not worth it. That's why I take practice and confidence to get out of this imposter syndrome. You got a lot, you see a lot of NBA players. That's why they blow money on dumb stuff. I got to get the chain with my name. That's why they get all the crazy jewelry to show you that I got money because I, I don't want you to think that I'm not worth the contract you saw on TV or I'm a rapper and I, I rap about money. I got to show you that. I, no. So, so often we don't feel like we're worth it internally. So we have a problem asking for it. Even though our services, the services rendered is well worth what we should be asking for. Even the big number you think of is probably too low. And they getting it for the number you, you, you have the balls to ask for at the time. So it's, it's something that it's a muscle. We got to work on it. it I, I can't, it didn't happen overnight for me. I promise you. It didn't me, me submitting. I used to submit proposals to big companies and still be scared to ask them for money. I did a shoot for uh, an event for JC Penney with the CEO should have charged way more. I had about three or four shoes. Should have charged way more. First time I worked with Verizon, should have charged way more. When they called back, my prices were right. And you know what? They still didn't blink an eye. I'm sure you guys have had that situation where you submitted something and then the price went up and it was like, cool. It was like, damn. They gave me an extra 10 grand like it was nothing. Yep. Yeah. Hey, I want to speak to that. I, um, you know, I normally charge around 150 for just simple headshots, two, three. So you know, I was contemplating like, man, I need to go up a little higher. So I had a client I talked to you all about the other week. It was a doctor. She was like, yeah, I need three headshots because I want to update my. So I was like, let me just go ahead and see 
you know, what I can, you know, up my prices for. And I kid you not, I put up, I doubled my price. I put 300 and I sent her the proposal. And like within minutes, she had signed it, put the non-refundable retainer. I was like, okay, time to, <laughs> it's hey, time you, to go up. You get slapped in the face when you get that price back and they didn't even, you'd be like, damn. It make you feel like I should have asked for more. That's why that's why I say when you when you build out your structure based pricing and you have items that can go up to whatever number, you would be surprised at what you get back. That's why I've oft, I've often sent items with I've often sent proposals with the ability to upsell to whatever crazy number and because of my imposter syndrome sending a low, you know, I was I, you know, I think the bronze package will work. We want the diamond package. Like damn, nobody ever buys a diamond package. I'm asking for a 500. They trying to spend 50 racks. I get it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm, this is mind blowing. But they had it. It's nothing to them. But you got to be, you got to present it. You got to give people options. And if you give people options, with uh, TLC back um, a couple years back, uh, they wanted me to do um, Sister Wives. You heard heard the show, right? Mm hmm. And I, mean, I don't know if I ever mentioned that, you know, when I was on here, but they came to Flagstaff and they hired me to do like all the promo stuff. And I gave them a number title that I thought was like freaking ridiculous, you know, and didn't even bat an eye. She's like, okay, checks in the mail. I was like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'm telling you, it's, you all going to experience it where everybody's going to be like, damn, I should have, I should have, I should have added another. You, you wonder how far up I could have went with the price. That's what you're thinking. Like, damn, they spent. They spent 30 racks like it was nothing. I had a 10-minute phone call. They spent 30000 Damn. And the, last thing, the last thing I have for you is um, in Flagstaff, the best coach in Flagstaff, his name is Tyrone. Really? See, yeah. there's some good Tyrones out there. Maybe yeah, I'm just yeah. judging them like my dad. So yeah, go, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he took, he took the girls to the 4A championships last year and won. They created a, a flag um, football, um, uh, girls football for the first first time ever in this city's history. And they finished eleven and two. The boys finished two and eleven. Damn, they, they was whooping up the girls. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty pretty good. All right, hey, thanks. Hey, anytime, bro. Anytime. I'm glad you brought that up. People, uh, be conscious and be aware. Look, look into imposter syndrome. Look, at, read read the definition. Watch videos on it. There's a lot of content designed to help you overcome it. It's natural. Don't feel bad. It ain't just you. The best of the best. I mean, I was reading an article about Steven Spielberg still have it, and he like, well, bro, you Steven Spielberg. What you mean you? <laughs> Like you put your name on it, it's platinum. Like what are you what are you talking about? But even um, if you, I read Will Smith's book way before he was smacking people. He talked about having imposter syndrome a lot, um, and just his upbringing. You know, when you 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 really see it when you're the generation that started with nothing and you're building it. You got to overcome a lot of imposter syndrome. That's why I tell you to just blurt out prices and get comfortable um, being uncomfortable, because imposter syndrome will have you afraid. To, uh, listen. We all have wrote up a proposal and sat there and looked at it before we sent it. And was like, man, this mug. Mm." And you go and lower the price and then send it. And then you get to the point where you send it with the high ass price. And you're like, it's gone now. I'm scared to death. You know what I'm saying? You get a few yeses. You're going to start to shake it. But we all been through it. That's why we're here to share these experiences. And to let you all know that they are normal. You're going to go through them. It's life. You know, sharing this information will allow you to overcome it a little easier. Because when you're by yourself trying to figure this out, you feel like the world is against you. And you you feel like you don't belong. Go for it, bro. 
uh, one other thing to note on that. Uh, um, sometimes, well, you really want to have your prices to a point where some companies will be like, oh, we need to wait on that. Or, or, um, uh, so they don't, they don't, they don't feel like they're getting scammed because they may have worked with lower tier companies and, and just gotten trash work from, from them. So you want to have your price up there to where it's, Competitive, maybe even on the higher end, so they they have this feeling that they're going to get everything that they're that they're shown in that proposal. You you can lose clients for looking too cheap. You can mm -hmm. you can lose more clients by looking too cheap than you can by being too expensive. It, I, I BS you not. I'm getting a little feedback with that, but you can lose clients by looking way too cheap, especially in this industry. So it's okay if. Only thing I got to do to make my high price look worth it is to show value. It's to it's to explain how we got to this price. Most videographers don't. They they send you a bill and they call it a proposal, and it's just like video, ten grand. I could sell that person that same video for twelve thousand, but if on my proposal I break it down, they'll buy from me every time, every single time. He could say word for word, we're going to provide you a video for your website that look like this. And my proposal is going to say, we're going to provide you a video for your website that look like this. It's going to be two hours of this, three hours of that, blah, blah, blah. It's going to break it down. You know, mine is 12000 his is 10000 But I'm showing why this is 2000 why this is 6000 That's all I got to do. Make it make sense. And they'll do it. Luke, it's on you, bro. My bad, my uh, fucking phone's blowing up at this time for some stupid reason. You the man. Everybody's decided that they want to text me after work hours now for <laughs> work-related things, but that's fine. I'll just fucking go crazy on my laptop keyboard trying to respond. Uh, anyway, so I got an interesting question and kind of like a cool win, a niche-related win, because um, I've spent all all year in this niche and I'm finally starting to get I finally got like a call from this niche that's actually not BS. <laughs> so <laughs> like an inbound from this niche that's not BS or um, just like small potatoes. So I got a call this afternoon toward the end of business where um, I saw the caller ID and I was like, Santa Fe area home builders. I was like, wait a second. And so I answer that and I'm like, and I do my little like answering the fucking phone script. Yep. And I do it. all. And dude's all, hey, Luke, um, it's Miles from the Home Builders Association. I think we met um, back, you know, at the Parade of Homes because I told you all I went to that like thing um, that my Home Builders Association puts on all the builders, all my potential clients. It's like a perfect event for me. And it's cheap. It's like 20 bucks. I mean, come on, you're too cheap to spend 20 bucks to go for two weekends and do something that's in your niche you know what i mean come on now and it's in your area like it's by your house come on you know you don't have to drive far come on anywho um so this guy calls me and he's like i don't know if you remember but we talked back in the summer about um he's all you were telling me that you could get me way more people off like tiktok or something coming to the coming to the show than i'm getting off of you know the facebook ads that i'm running and I'm like, well, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, no offense, but you run a Facebook ad, you probably pay 20 bucks to get a person. I've never paid that much to get a person online in my life. So like, you're never going to have to worry about spending as much as you're spending because that's just not like, you know, 
I pay professional media buyers to buy the spots. It's not going to cost that much, buddy. That's our whole thing. Um, and so he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's awesome. We should definitely chat. I really want to run an ad campaign for our uh, for the upcoming home show uh, for next year. And so we chat about it. Like uh, I mentioned that he should probably run it for like six months. And he was like super stoked about that. Um, but what I thought was really interesting was that he was uh, at first I said, oh, yeah, I'm kind of busy toward the end of the year. You know, I'm sure you're going to take a break for Christmas. I don't want to push too close to Christmas. So I was like, either I could squeeze you in next week or like first, second week of the year, probably second week of the year. Um and he was all, okay, cool. We booked something for second week of the year. We got off the phone. And then actually he texted me just uh, like 30, 40 minutes ago, right before I got home. And he's all, yo, actually, let's strike while the iron is hot and let's just meet next week. Uh, he's like, I don't know. I don't think I want to wait till the new year. And I was like, all right, bet. Uh, so we just locked in. I've got the invitation in front of me. I just hit the yes on the RSVP for the meeting for next week. So um, my question, yeah, my question along with that W, because that dude was, I mean, he was hot on it, like texting me and like hounding me on the phone. I was like, all right, yeah, you're ready to go. That's what's up. Um, but so my question is, how can I maximize the value of him to me in the niche? Because he's a good client and I, he's going to pay. You know what I mean? There's there's no doubt about that. I understand how they're funded and they make a lot of money. They get a lot of money for marketing. They probably got like a hundred grand for marketing set aside-ish. Um, every year. And so because their membership dues are five grand per and uh, plus other fees for like events and stuff. But like just to be a member is five grand a year. And then they have like 40 members or something like that. So just the math on that membership alone is like. So to answer your question, my my thing with him is I'm going super niche with the client he's looking for. Right. I'm going to ask the question to find to go super niche. Is he looking for high-end home builders? Is he, I mean, high-end home buyers? Is he looking for home buyers in the area? I'm asking questions to be super niche. Because the good thing okay. about the marketing that you're doing is you can target everything you talk about. He yep. can't because he don't know how to negative keywords and he don't know how to do what you can do. And that that alone brings value. I want to go super, what is your, who do, if, you, if I can bring you the same person over and over again, what do they look like? For, for McDonald's, they're not the person that's buying one combo meal. It's the mom who got to buy six combo meals for the whole family, who, who who buying combo meals for teenagers, so it ain't even Happy Meals. They got to buy six Big Mac meals. They spend in right. top dollar. I'm going super niche. Right. And uh, do you think it's worthwhile for me to let him get a discount for a membership trade? Because I don't want to pay him 5000 for it, but I'll take a membership for like 5000 off of like a $50,000 project. I don't think it I mean, would hurt. If, it's, if it's, he wants to run multiple ads, I'm willing to give him like as long as it's like less than 15% of the total bill. Tied, I'm to let him take that. Tied into a different incentive. Tied into an upfront payment incentive. Tied into a, ref, a testimonial. Get a testimonial with it. You know what I'm saying? Like I always tie my testimonials to stuff. If if, if they give him, a, if I give him a discount, it's a discount with a testimonial. I'm it, don't just give it. Even though he's earned it, and technically he gonna get it, tie more to it, to that five grand. Yeah, add that on top of it. Be like, you want that discount for that? Yeah, I'll give you that. But you need to also give me testimonial review, whatever this, that, and the other thing. All right. Even if you create a questionnaire to find out where them people hang out, find more. I want to learn about more events, like the event you met him at. I want him right. to introduce you to introduce me to five of your friends. 
Introduce me to five people in the industry that do what you do after you're happy with what I do. And I'll take five grand off. Like, use it to incentivize him to bring you more clients. Yeah, that, that's perfect. That, that's what I would do with it. There was three things you mentioned that I wrote notes on that I think is important for everybody here. One is you mentioned how you answered the phone. I talk about this in the modules. Don't just be like, hello. You got to have a you got to have a template or a script for how you answer your money phone. Remember your money phone, your business phone. Another thing, too. Let me say this real quick that I ran into recently. Um, make sure you your separate line. I like to do. I like the Vonage line. That's me. Vonage business. Make sure you have a separate number that you keep for a while. What I've learned recently, I'm talking about this year, is whenever you're going to do credit, whenever you're going to get a car or whatever, and you say you self-employed, the first thing they do is Google your phone number, your business line, to see that it comes back to a business. If your number don't come back to your business, they're probably not going to approve you. The first thing, they, because I have my number for like six, seven years now. When you put in my phone number, it bring up flash on media, flash on media, flash on media. I didn't know how important this was until I talked to my finance guy who said, yeah, everybody said he's self-employed till you Google their number and it go to somebody's house. Have your number point to your business. Have it tied to your LLC, your phone number. It's very important. I just learned that recently. So like I said, the three things that you said that you mentioned that I really like is your script when answering the phone. Thank you for calling Flash Film Media. This is Ty speaking. I may help you. Whatever. It can be as simple as that. Every time you answer the phone, I used to work for Career Builder, and I think our stuff was, thank you for calling Career Builder, where we provide world-class customer support. This is Ty speaking. It can be whatever. Thank you for calling Flash Film Academy, where we provide executive-level content. Whatever. Whatever you want, make sure it's professional. You're always doing it. The number two thing, the prescription that you wrote, Luke, was a six-month prescription. It wasn't a one-time video. When you meet clients that got problems in your niche, don't be afraid to write a long-term prescription. It ain't got to be one video. It may be 12 videos over 12 months, whatever. If they say my problem is I'm not getting enough X, Y, and Z, sometimes to get that, you need multiple videos. If somebody say we need content for Instagram, one video ain't going to do them no good. Hey, you need to post once a day for six months. You need to be selling them that idea instead of one stinky little video. That's how uh, that's how Tyrone turned that $2,000 video into a $20,000 video because the prescription I'm writing is 10 $2,000 videos. Now, we can give you a discount if you buy all 10 and give them to you for 18, you know, 1800 a video or you get your last video free. So that's the number two thing you mentioned that, you know, you, you, you're a bona fide platinum member. So you, you get it that the, I want to make sure I share with the new guys. Number three is you said that you were busy. Whether you're busy or not, don't nobody want to get in the chair to barber who ain't got no clients. You better always, let me see when I can fit you on my calendar. Let me see my schedule. You know, I may be able to, I'm not busy. And that, he pushed me back for a quicker appointment because I acted busy and acted like I didn't really have time for him before the end of the year. And so then he thought about it. And I told him at the end of the conversation, I was like, yo, like if you really need something for us before the end of the year, just let me know like this week and I will squeeze you in, like text me on this number and ask me, like, you know what I mean? Can you get me in next week and what days? And I'll let you know. 
And he did that like not three hours later um, after hours and everything. So yeah, that's definitely, it's one of those things where it's like, if you act busy, then they're going to want to work with you. If you run from them, they're going to chase you. If you chase them, they're going to run from you. So um, yeah, facts, man. Anybody who has dated know what this is like. Don't be the lonely guy. Look, girl, I may be able to fit you in. You get, you know, oh, we got to go. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Everything, listen, I'm going to tell you this. This is a dirty little secret. Everything that I'm telling you works in the world of dating. <laughs> Everything. Everything I'm telling you works in the world of dating. Now, sales is, dating is sales. You're just selling yourself. You're selling yep. something else. That's what you're selling. So it all works. I know. I use all these stuff. Some, I used to use them on Bumble. Tender, I'm everywhere with them, with the copy and paste. All you married guys, cover your ears. I don't want to get you in trouble now. Tell your wife we we strongly support a, a union and marriage here. I'm a single guys. Listen, use Chat GPT. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna put that out there. Use Chat GPT. Get your lines together. Look, the girls don't even get to me until they go through three copy and paste paragraphs that explain my situation. This is the mission. If you choose to accept it. I got kids. I'm this old, blah, blah. By the time they get to me, I know that they've... Ex- okay, you got it. All right, you get what I'm saying. You're picking up what I'm putting down. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have a secret little... What happened to the other chick? Little Zoom. Hey, you asked too many questions. Yeah, hey, Marcus. <laughs> yeah, too many we questions. We don't talk about Fight Club here. We don't talk about that. The same thing happened to my old camera. What I tell you to do, marry the lenses, not the bodies, all right? All right? This is what happened to her. All right, now we back to that. We on to... uh, You got to keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, marry the lenses, date the bodies, y'all. Don't don't fall in love with these camera bodies. Uh-oh, Tara about to cuss me out. Tara, you weren't supposed to hear that. Um, for explainer videos, like, like I, now I got to answer a question for sure because she's going to beat me up. For explainer videos, like training tutorial, how do you use company, uh, how do you use a company internal system? What software do you recommend to your clients to use? What You mean like? I mean like for screen grabs and stuff. Oh, for a client? Okay, so yes. So Windows for Mac, I use QuickTime because every Mac got QuickTime. For Windows, Windows, I think we were using one Camtasia. I gotta find a Windows one. Macs have it built in if with QuickTime, Quick Player. Uh, Windows, I gotta find. I either find something for free, or um, Tony say just use Recorder and Windows. There you go. Okay, the only reason I'm asking is because I I received some footage and it looks super, super pixelated and I haven't received a response yet and I have no idea what they used, but whatever it was, it was extremely compressed. It could be... Another option is um, OBS. You can set that up to do it however you want. And there's a tool called um, Epic Pen, which allows you to have like a whiteboard on top of the video so you could even like highlight it and stuff like that. It's like $25 for the whole year. So how that's did they, an option. How did they send it to you via email? Sure did. That's that could be a problem. The email, the email, they could be capturing it in 720p and Outlook or whatever they're sending it on, maybe compressing it to fit in a, in a 25 uh meg limit. Because most emails have a, a certain limit the file they can send. Um it could be that they're capturing it in a wrong form. Like usually whatever they're capturing it in, they can change the setting for a higher resolution, but then they need to drop it in a Dropbox or a G Drive. Okay, thanks. Anytime, anytime. Just disregard the stuff I was saying about uh, dating and using chat GPT. Uh, we don't, <laughs> guys don't really do that. We don't do that. 
So right. I don't really do that. So just want to put that out there. My boy Stokes, man, where you been at, bro? Hold on, pause. Where you been at, bro? Man, a lot's happened, bro. <laughs> you ain't get locked up or nothing. They said you was locked up because nah. you was down there putting your hands nah. on. Okay, I just want to make sure. I was going to write you if you did. I just want to put that out there. I'm that type of, I got your back. I'm just happy to see you, brother. Yeah, good to be back. Man. Happy to see you back with the fam. We got the band back. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I think that's all I covered. I wanted to make sure I covered those three things. I was taking the notes, Luke. Answering the phone properly. Presenting a six-month plan. Um, and making sure that you're busy. And I, and, and look, I did... The busy thing is you don't want to be, listen, you don't want to be an asshole busy, but people want to buy. When you're busy, it means you you work, right? It means what you sell and work, period. So I'm not saying use it to be an asshole. I'm saying that if you're too available, some use the barbershop. You go to see, if you, get in, you go to the barbershop, the guy with nobody in his chair is trash. We all know that. I ain't even, subconsciously, you just grew up knowing that. If your availability is open, you that guy with the barbershop, like, come on in, youngster. Come on, I got you. I ain't getting in your chair, bro. You whack. If they ain't making appointments, you're probably whack. But you want to fade? How they do that at? What you want to? Let me get my bowl and put it on your head. And we going to, bro, if you don't get away from me, fam, you don't want that. So if you if you have too much available, like, if you notice, a lot of the um top calendar company like calendar apps that you can get for appointments they got a feature where you can block off random days to make it look like you're busy somebody can request a time on top of another time and you can approve it really you ain't got nothing there but they can they, they'll fill up 25 percent of your calendar just to make it look like you're busy especially if you're a new a new business you tell somebody to book a time and it's 30 times available they're gonna think you're trash I'm, it's subconsciously not they may never say it directly, but subconsciously. Don't nobody want a woman nobody won't. You want the one woman everybody won't. Vice versa, ladies. You don't want that bum that's under the bridge. You want the, you want the guy that's dissing girls to get to you, fighting through the crowd to get to you because you feel special. Clients want to feel special too. So it's just dirty little tricks that you may see. and You're going to see it in other places, right? You're going to see it. Let me give you, Let me give you a business version of that. You'll see this great sale, and it'd be like, while supplies last. It's a limited time only. The McRib is back for a limited time only. Same thing. Same thing. They're, doing, they're using the same tactic on you. You know, and makes you want to get up and rush to go get whatever they're selling because you're afraid that it's going to run out. Um, so. One thing that I'll voice, say, by the uh, way, Ty. Go ahead. That voice was hilarious. Which one? The one that you did with the uh, limited times last. Oh, that's IB. The McRib is back. I was watching TV like the McRib is back again. Where did it go? Where did it go? When did it go away? Where did it go away? He didn't even care. Uh, but one thing I'll say with that is like, it's not so much in terms of not being an asshole. It's not like you just like refuse to meet with people. It's more like you act like you're busy. Like I'm really busy, but I'll fit you in if you need me to. Because it puts it on them to not waste your time and be like, you know, I don't really need you to. I'll see you next year. You know what I mean? But then if you're like, hey, I'll fit you in. I really need you to. They think about it. and They're like, oh, I really need you to. Then you're like, bingo, you got it. Come on in. But you just got to kind of judge every situation that, that way and try to figure out like, you know, 
okay, if I, you know, if I say I'm two weeks out, is that going to mess this up for them? Are they not going to be down? You know what I mean? Maybe I'll leave it a little open be like, oh, I could, I could, you know. I mean, easy in. ask the, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to tell a client, look, I can squeeze you in. I do that all the time. When I got clients that want to, that want to like do, they want to film. So they don't feel like we got, we can do this whenever. Hey, I tell them all the time. This is such and such season. I need to know the dates as soon as possible so we can try to fit you in. So I can make sure that we have a crew that's available. It's always some type of season. Right. It's always some season. Because procrastination to make people say, oh. That's why also my proposals are good for a certain amount of time. You have to you have to add these to to reduce procrastination. My proposal is only good for 30 days. Don't don't sit on this proposal for three months thinking you're gonna come back and get these prices. Well, my gas price went from three dollars a gallon to five. No, nah, fam. You about to eat that cost. I'm not eating that cost. Mm-hmm. Inflation is your problem, it's not mine. I'm passing it on to you. So that's you too, yeah. That's you gotta do that. That's just business. Your Dorito bag been getting smaller and smaller every year. More air in it. That's just they pass it on to you. You gotta eat it. The only time inflation is bad is when you can't control what you make. When you're under lock and key on your on your salary, it's bad. When you get to control what you make, you can adjust accordingly. Um, Marcus Ags, client wants to do his social media for his whole company. Any advice on structure to pitch them? Um, understand what they mean by social media as far as reach. Do they looking to get more clients? What are they looking to do? And then create content for them that is consistent. Price out each piece of content and offer a bundle package for getting it together. That way, you know, and then and then make sure you have make sure you have it structured in case they want to do more. So if I create let's say a video, a marketing video to bring more people in your store. And I'm saying it's a 60 second video that we're going to shoot on location and hypothetically easy for numbers. Cause I'm Detroit public schools. It's a, it's a thousand dollars to create. If you buy 10 of them, we'll create them for $800. So by signing this contract, you get them for a discounted price over this period of time. That's the good thing about structure is now they can add and take on. They can say, okay, you know what? What if we did double the amount? And always offer them a package. I may offer a package where my my bronze package, it may be $1,000 a video to create these 60-second videos. My silver package may be $800 a video to create these videos. My bronze said you got to do five. My silver said you got to do 10. My gold said you got to do 15, but it's $700 a video. Right. It ain't much extra cost for you because you're already there. You're going to be there for the same amount of days if they did five compared to if they did maybe 10. Your price ain't going to go up until they do 20 or 30, but you're being compensated. And think about it. If you got labor and I'm paying you a day rate, I want to shoot as much as I can on this day while I got my extra person. Day money, is it is what it is anyway. It's just like working for Ford. I'm paying you for eight hours. I'm trying to push as many cars down that assembly line as I can to make this more profitable for me. If you split money with your second shooter, you're doing it wrong. I know that's your partner. I know that's your people. They need to be contracted workers because if something go wrong, they not going to, if, if, if that client open a can of whoop ass, they not going to split that ass whooping down the middle. It's going to be on you. They're going to be running. You're going to be picking up camera gear, getting, getting your teeth knocked out. So don't split half the money. If something happened and somebody trip on a, on a C stand and old Betsy break her hip again, your name on the, on the bill, they coming after you. 
Your, your guy there who put the C-stand up half-ass, he not getting sued. You getting sued. Unless he was in the meetings with you and he was talking to that client and pitching and helping him understand the value that you bring, your value proposition, don't split that money down the middle. You only screwing yourself. Pay him as a contractor. You should be making a majority of the money from the shoot. Your, your, your business, your company, if you work for a company right now, they make more off you than you make off you. That's just business. It's usually an 80-20 split. They're going to make 80% off you. You're going to make 20%. So these are things that we got to think about to get out of this, to get out of the position we're in to move forward. So I like to make sure that we are, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to transition out of being consumers into being business owners. And something with social media you got to ask people is like, you got to figure out what they're actually trying to do with social media. Because chances are like what they think they need is wrong. They don't need that. And like their end goal and what they think they need to do to get there are completely, they're like on opposite sides of the world. Like they don't even, they don't even correspond to each other. So like Facts. if you're, if they're saying, I would like you to take over my social media. My first question is, what does that mean to you? Because chances are what I think it is, is over here. And what they think it is, is like not even on the screen anymore. It's just like, they may want off. you to reply to comments. I've they seen don't just, they want you to reply to comments, make content, make uh write copy, comment on other people's stuff, follow people, create followers out of thin air, but don't you use bots or do anything that'll get us banned, but we want you to get us 500 followers a month, you damn well bet. And then on top of it, they want to get clients. So for every like like they get, they they may want it to translate into clients or followers or something ridiculous like that, which is not how things work. Um, and like, you need to know what they want done. Cause if they want clients, like their end goal is they want clients. There's no point in social media management. You're, they're just going to waste their money until they're pissed at you. And then they're going to kick you off to the curb and you might make some money without doing much, but at the end of the day, it, you know, do that three times in a small area and you'll burn your reputation. Um, but like you might need to run ads for them. They might want you to create content that they can use on their website and on their social. Maybe they know how to boost posts and get people to respond, but they don't have anybody to make the content and post it and respond to people when they respond to the post. Or, you know, maybe they just get a ton of DMs. You got to find out what they actually want from you um, and what they want as an end goal. Because, uh, sorry, I'm making sure there's no comments about this, but because if you try to sell them on the idea of like, okay, we'll take over your social media, it's going to be $4,000 all in, you know what I mean? And you don't even bother to ask them how many platforms, what they want you to do, what success looks like to them, what the end goal is, like how they're going to measure the results, what the KPIs are. If you can, if you don't even stop to ask them that stuff, then you're basically signing yourself up for a death warrant dude like you're you're putting yourself on death row saying any amount of money and not knowing what the scope is because with social media whatever amount you get they'll they could get 5x that in work out of you it doesn't matter how big you think the job is 10 grand a month they can get 50 worth of work out of you for Thanks. 10 grand a month if yep. you don't know the scope and they do hell yeah they can because they're thinking 10 grand a month okay cool so that's like 10, 20, plat, you know, that's every platform that's posting five times a day. That's content creation in their head. That's everything. You know what I mean? And 
they don't even think about like what different stuff might cost to do. Or sometimes when I explain to clients, like how much my, my people make, like how much my team makes, it blows their mind. Like I've had, I've had people in sales meetings straight up be like, wait, you're telling me you pay your employees more than I get paid. I'm like, yeah, my, my people probably make legitimately more than you because they don't just work for me. Like they work for other people too. And they work in the movies or whatever too. And they get that work as well. It's like, man, you know, they probably make more than you do. And that's why we got to end this meeting right here. <laughs> um, so <laughs> always define what success look like for your, for your clients. If you, if you don't want to be, if you don't want to worry about delivering the wrong stuff, sometimes y'all be overachieving with shoots. Sometimes they wanted something way simpler and wanted to spend way more. I always literally define what success looked like. I think that's either, I think that's module three, but I'll, it's very important you understand what do you, what does success look like for you? Because I promise you, that's when I started getting in corporate, my, I was shooting everything, music videos, all kind of craziness. My idea was like Spielberg. Their idea was the Blair Witch Project. And I'm overdoing it. And they would have paid me a ton of money to just do the bare minimum. Um, two things I wanna two things I wanna um talk about what Luke just said, and then I'm gonna go to Lamont before I hand it to uh to Marcus. Two things that was very important. Prescribing more content. And and it leads into the second thing, and I'm gonna kinda explain both. Stop thinking one video will solve their problems. That's why I say solve problems and not sell videos. Because if you talk to me about your problem, it may need two, three, four, five videos. If you come to me for just one video and I just sell you that, I left money on the table. And it's not going to do what you need it to do. Because one video won't do it. How often are you prescribed one pill? Usually you're prescribed a, a bunch of them. Five, six, 20, 10 to take over a course of time. One pill ain't going to do it. One video ain't going to do what they need done. Unless you're guaranteed that that video is going to go viral or you're putting money behind it with a budget. Understand what they need. If it's training videos, if it's marketing videos, don't be afraid to prescribe multiple videos over the course of a time. Over time, that's how you get your subscription model. That's how you make a client for life. That's how you turn a two thousand dollar client into a fifty thousand dollar client. Make sure you you are solving the problem and not selling the video. You can only sell one video. You can sell ten videos if you're solving one problem. So don't don't. That's how you get your price up. A lot of people saying, well, how do I get to the next level? The next level is solving problems. That's why we don't talk about, I'm going to shoot it better than yours. It's going to be an 8K. Who cares? I'm going to solve your problem. It's going to take four videos to do it, though, because we got to make sure the client understand A, B, C, and D, and then they'll come and buy whatever you want to sell. So it's very important that you write that prescription and not sell them that one-time drug. Here's, a one, here's, a, here's some crack. If this is for you, if you're sad, you're happy, you're mad, you're broke, Here's crack. Good luck. We, don't, we ain't drug dealers no more. We're doctors. We're writing prescriptions. Right? Damn got me on Claritins every day because I sneeze when I fall time. Can't they just come out with a, one allergy pill and I'm done? No. They got to sell me a Claritin every day. I'm hooked. That's why they ain't, that's why they ain't gave no cures to nothing because they can just sell you pills for the rest of your life. And they ain't got to cure nothing. You walking around here, you know, just prolonging death. For fifty dollars a day, so it's crazy. Go ahead, Lamont. <laughs> Bro, I just want to speak to that. I I do have an L today. I got an L, so I'm, I'm, you know I'm not happy about that, but I'm happy to you know contribute. But uh, I'm gonna consider this a lesson, man. I had this client uh, probably two years ago. 
man, I, I was so hungry to work, man, and get out there and do some stuff, man. And she wanted to do like, she said, Let, uh, I need 20 videos a month. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she was like, uh, and I was already getting screwed and didn't know it. And she was like, uh, we can do like a thousand a month. We can do a thousand dollars a month. So I'm like, yeah, a thousand dollars a month. This is awesome. Man, do you know? When I got in there and started shooting those videos, man, each video was probably, man, she was doing training video, probably 30 minutes long, man. And I had to shoot those and edit them. And she really didn't understand the process of shooting, you know, video. And, and man, I was in a, ooh, I was in a rabbit hole I couldn't get out of. So I went ahead and did, I still didn't get the 20 videos done. So I only really had one month with this client. But then after I watched her grow with my videos after that, but uh, yeah, I, I, I got totally screwed. So that is a, that's a good lesson to learn about uh, making sure you know what the client want and making sure you understand that you're not putting yourself in a, ba a bad situation when when doing this stuff for clients. So, and it and it's vice versa, right? You show more yeah. value when you can give a detailed scope of what's going to happen. Clients right. feel comfortable buying from you because you're like, oh, this is what because you're gonna mention some stuff they don't know about. Just like she got you for stuff you ain't know about, you're gonna mention, oh, I didn't know y'all color correct and color grade. I didn't know y'all mixing audio. I didn't know y'all, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know who was getting royalty-free music. I didn't know this. So you gotta you gotta define the scope and make right. sure that it's in your material. So and I'm going to tell you why it's so important that it's in your material. A lot of times you're selling to somebody that's not the decision maker. They got to go to somebody else. So if I can put it in the material when they take it, they're not taking half-ass notes. He said he going, and then they going, it's right there. Boom, boom, boom. That's why structure-based pricing work. That's why it's important to have great proposals that break everything down. Because as you work with big companies, sometimes things are voted on by committee. I want to make sure that everybody has... Um, Everybody have everything they need to make an informed decision about working with my brand. And if you give them a bill, you, you, you're relying on the person you talk to. If I give you a detailed proposal with information that they can sit around and read through and look at and be like, oh, yeah, there's a greater chance that they're going to vote for, you know, your services. Alex, it's on you, bro. You're my closer tonight. This is our other Reverend real quick. Other Reverend Alex. Skinny man, skinny man. Yeah, that's me. So put that out there. I just had a little bit of an L as well. I had a client that, um, well, yeah, I guess you could call them a client. They paid money. Um, Boy, what other what other methods do you accept? I'm just curious. I was gonna say Alex. <laughs> what are your other payment methods besides money? Bro? Besides money, I'm just I just want to know. Hey, it's between us. We bros in here. You can you know. Let, let me you accept I was or supposed to that? shoot an event for them earlier this year. I hope it's crypto, Terry. And and they and they paid the deposit, everything. You mean a non-refundable retainer? Go out there, the retainer. Right. Yes, I, I did, and I did make sure that was on all the paperwork. Retainer. Okay. Uh, but then they ended up canceling last minute. I'm okay like, with that. I got a free retainer. Yeah, except that remember that was the one where I forgot to put in the travel cost. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay. So I so I lost eight hundred dollars on a plane ticket. Oh, see the retainer yeah. got to cover all of that. I got to get the travel up front and the retainer. Yeah, and and so they and 
So they hit me up yesterday or the day before yesterday asking about um, my mic is real quiet. I mean, it's all the way up. I can kind of adjust it. Hold on. Oh, okay. The Zoom settings was low. Uh, we got check, you. check, check. Anyway, yep. so they hit they hit me up and were like, "Yo, we got an event next week in in LA. You know, can you send us a proposal for you know what it would cost to shoot for two days?" And I'm like, "Uh, okay. Well, what what is it that you want?" Because because, I mean, it's super last minute, literally seven days from the day that you're emailing me, you want me in L.A. shooting. And and so I'm so glad I asked the question because it was like two day event, multiple sessions. They want recordings of every single session. Uh, they they want and not just the record, the raw recording. They said they wanted edits of everything. Uh, pl- plus, what was the other Nah, it's, it's it's a Bionic 6. So, still old school, though. Um, and there was something else that they wanted in there. Oh, and, and they wanted... Uh, and they wanted raw footage. And I was like... And so, when I saw that, I'm like... All right. And so, I start adding them numbers. And it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. Um, and so I mean the L is the L, it's not really an L because I didn't do anything other than work up the numbers. Um, but it, if they had said yes, it would have been 16 grand, which I could have really used this month. Uh, but they just hit me back with an email like, ah, it's out of our budget. We're just and I was like, okay, well, what was what was the deciding factor? What could we have provided that that you know we didn't, or what were you looking for? And they were, and they just said it came down to price, and they're just going to hire a local guy to just shoot footage and not do any edits. And I'm like, okay, y'all be y'all be cheap. Y'all told me y'all tried that before, and it didn't work out. <laughs> I mean, I, those clients, I'm not mad about losing because they the stuff they're they're asking for a lot, and their budget ain't close. They're not trying to. You you yeah, judge the they, they wanted twenty video. They wanted twenty videos, and it was only going to be sixteen grand. It was like, I'm gonna tell you how oh, I know. And I would have had it, and I would have had a crew of a crew of two guys plus me to to shoot the event. I'm gonna tell you how I know what, what what I'm always leery of. Like, there's two there's two locations that if clients call me for them locations, I know they're trying to be cheap. L. A. and New York. There are a ton of content creators in them areas. If you're trying to fly me in, you're trying to get me for the low low. And that's cool, but I'm I'm still gonna stick you a little bit. You ain't about to give me pennies on a dollar. I'm still gonna get you. So th- those are two places, and I've done work in a lot of work in uh, in New York, a little bit in L.A. But I know that when they fly you in, it's usually not because you're good. It's because they want you to be cheaper than what's around them. There's a lot of talent in them areas. So I'm not saying I don't go. Sometimes I get flowed out. I, sometimes I'm like fly fly me out, flow me out, pick me up. Um, but I understand what I'm there for. Right. I know it's about to go down. After I, eat, local talent. after I eat them crab legs, I know where we going. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I'm full, I'm just like, let me digest before. You know what I'm saying? I know what it is. They flew, yeah. they flew me out. I know what it is. So Yeah, and they hit me in the email with like, 
you know, and and what? How could our deposit that we put down last time impact the price for this? And I'm like, uh, it can't. Yeah, uh, that was a retainer, and it got used. <laughs> Facts. Let me. There's something that you that you did that I want to make sure that the, the guys who are new keep, uh, start doing. Um, asking clients why it didn't work out. Ask them why they didn't choose your stuff. That that feedback is worth every dollar. Every every minute you put in the writing that proposal, don't be afraid to ask people why they didn't choose you. You would be surprised at what it is. Sometimes it's cost, sometimes it's not. Sometimes, hey, they just the other guys wrote back faster. You'd be surprised in learning what what was what contributed to the client not choosing your business, and get that information and build on that information. Because if you hear it twice, it ain't a lie. It's you. So it that does you know I tell people all the time. Even when I was doing Thumbtack, people were like, well, you're spending money for leads you don't get. But I'm understanding why I'm not getting leads by asking those leads. And that's what makes me a better business person. That's that's what's helped my grow my grow my business more than the business I got, was understanding why I didn't get chose. And then I make the corrections, and I got chose less and less and less. So, you know, they always say in football, um, the team that's losing, it's easier for them to make adjustments at halftime than the team that's winning. Because they understand, you know, they understand what changes that need to be made. When you win a lot, you don't know. So it's something to definitely think about. I'm getting ready to roll. Let me ask, answer one last question. Tara say, uh, I know you mentioned using Vimeo for live streaming events. Is this just for custom URL or are there other benefits? Um, for example, number of people who can view the link. Also, if an event is a hybrid and tickets need to be sold, can you also use Vimeo? Okay, so... Vimeo or something like Everbright. What I like about Vimeo is I can sell tickets to a live event um, and I can put it behind a paywall, which is pretty much the same thing. Uh, there's more features on selling your event than like a YouTube, right? If you stream on a YouTube, it's free. Um, it's really hard to sell a YouTube event because they can just go to your channel unless they're you got over 30,000 subscribers and you can make them members or whatever. But with Vimeo, I can do all kind of stuff where I can stream before the event, tell, tell them, you know, hey, we're on the red carpet. This was going on. The event about to start up. Buy now so you can get access to the event, whatever. I can do that. I can set it up in advance. I can sell tickets. I can sell rentals to watch the event after the event. There's so much more I can do with the Vimeo side of things. I'm not sure about uh, Evan Bright. I'm not sure. Zach, shoot me a message on IG. Send me a message on IG. I think we already talked about it, but so we can chop it up, get a beer or something. Gold members, you and Dallas, hit me up. Anybody who been here know I'll chop it up with you. We'll turn up. I'm going to hand it over to Marcus for the late, 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 late show so y'all can uh, do all the extra uh, cussing and stuff that I don't get to see. I still be tuning in to the app. I don't think I'll be sleeping. So, you know, I know it go on when I when I cut the lights off. I know it go on. Well, Ty, let me jump in real quick. You, you ran into the show because normally you done like facts six thirty seven thirty it's like seven thirty eight facts yeah you, you went yeah you need to play your theme song you right because yeah. bro I was on one today you were I was on one today my feed is gonna be like this I was on I seen some fresh faces I seen some old faces I was just like yo you know what I'm saying I'm on one. You had a channel. I get it. It's, you know, I, I, I seen it. people I miss. I ain't seen in a while. I see, we got another Tyrone today. We had some milestones today. You had three Tyrones. That's right. We had three Tyrones today. So, you know what I'm you saying? You said there are only three good Tyrones. Well, we got all three of them. 
It is what it is. We got three, all three of them. You should, I'm just saying. You all should all be honored to be in the presence of the only three good Tyrones. Ain't none of us stole your wallet yet. Check your wallet. Alex, you you uh muted. Pocket talking. So you know when. when we ain't robbed nobody. You know my setup. Andrew said they cloned Tyrone. They may have. They may have. But that that, that third Tyrone kind of looked like you. That's my cousin. That's my cousin. Look at that that's my cousin. He's in Pearly Whites. Yeah, he in here's security. He got him watching. I got him watching, folks. That's my cousin now. That's how we roll. Now, we stick together. Now where where is he at though? Yeah, back, back from back here in Atlanta. Right. And the, hey, baby, I used to live out there in Lithonia over there on, uh, and I used to stay off, off 20 on uh, Turner Hill. I stayed over oh. there for a minute by Stone, was it Stonecrest? By, uh, what's the mall out there? I forgot the mall. I used to stay over there. Stonecrest? Stonecrest. Yeah. Used to go to the uh, Gladys Night Chicken and Waffles before it closed down. Then I moved out to Norcross where I was out there hanging out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where I live after that? I lived a few places, but he's from the A. Forever, I love the A. I got probably got some kids out there, but it was great. I had a good time. <laughs> wow. Hey, TMI. They'll be, you know, they ain't gold members. They're going to be like bronze members, but I had a blast out there. Too much trouble. Got in a lot of trouble. Oh, then don't tell, don't tell off, me you. Off, oh, no, exactly where you at. Yeah, I'm, I lived in the A for years. I, when I went to the Army, I went to the Army from the A. Forever, I love Atlanta. I was down there when them boys, right when the snap movement happened. With nothing but tall tees and shorts. And oh, that's all. <laughs> I know what's up. Old yeah, yeah, I'm old school. school. Snap your fingers. Okay. That was there right when that popped off. Boy, you couldn't tell me nothing. Boy, no. <laughs> I was at all the Fabo concerts in the uh, in the, and they was in like bars and stuff. But you know, all right. Hey, uh, uh, before you leave, yeah. I have one last thing. Uh, so I had uh, my dishwasher, not my dishwasher, the uh, garbage disposal stopped working here in my apartment. And, you know, I put in a maintenance request. So the uh, the maintenance guy came in and uh, came in to fix it. And it was like two minute fix for him. Boom. But then uh, on his way out, we I just uh, started chatting with him just to figure out um, uh, just uh, how everything was going with, with his company all that because he's he's actually contracted with the um with the 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 company whatever the, the management company and uh, he's talking about he's been in he's been in the business for like 30 years and wants to expand and i just talked to him like well how are you getting people how, how can you how are you trying to promote to try and get people on your team he's like hey hey you know what uh i'm gonna call you tomorrow we'll, we'll see what we can do so might end up having somebody just might end up um Getting somebody for for some videos. Literally landed, know, literally landed in your lap. Yes. Literally landed in your lap. That's what I'm talking about. Stay hustling, keep your business cards ready, and stay grinding, people. Uh, I'll see y'all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Um, remember, uh, you know, Tinder, Bumble, Chat GPT, it all goes together. Just wanna put that out there. Stop it. Just, <laughs> just saying, it's just, you know. It all goes together. You ain't heard it from a player. Happy. But now you know. <laughs> Wait, I gotta, uh, I can't find it. It'd be like, stop it. Get some help. Dang, I can't find it. All right, whatever. I'll see y'all next week, man. Y'all be safe. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.